Yeah. So I have a question uh, with regards to Pokemon. Uh-huh. Um, I saw, I don't know if it was one of the trainers or if it was just a, a character, but I saw a picture of someone online called, uh, oh God, her name started with a D, Dendra. Um, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on her name, but she was given off like goth mommy vibes. And I was wondering if that was one of the, uh. Dendra? Um, I don't, she look like? It started with a D, but she, she had like long black hair. I think, you, is her hair Gita? like kind of tied back? No, it was, it was like, let me, hang on, let me go find I think you're thinking, again. is what she in like, like a, is she in like a jumpsuit, like tracksuit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, you're thinking about the, uh, that's the battle teacher at the school. Okay. Yeah, she's, fuck, holy, god damn it. I did that battle <laughs> class for the first time, and I was like, I'm going to go ahead and knock out every single one of these before I do anything else. <laughs> she is incredible. Okay. Honestly, fuck. Uh, so she was the she was given Goth Mommy vibes. Yeah, I wasn't just... yeah, she looked like she would beat my ass. Yeah, yeah. That, she looks like she would probably beat all of our asses. That's, that's probably accurate. Absolutely. And then, dude, the fucking... I don't even know the gender of the last gym leader, the fucking ice type, but either way, I'm in. Oh, well, uh, mm, never mind. We'll get into this when uh, uh, when we get to the Pokemon talk. I, guess. I was I was about to ask if, since it's open world, if there is a set gym leader list, but or not set gym leader, but like a uh, set order. But yes and no. Yeah, we, There's we not, won't. but the game also doesn't level scale, so there technically is. Okay, gotcha. Cool, well. Which is stupid, but. Yeah. Pokemon to the rescue or something, I don't know. Fuck Pokemon. Don't fuck Pokemon, though. It's like, fuck kids, don't fuck kids, though. You know what I'm saying? You... Clip it. You are saying a lot of clippable sentences right now. Clippable sentences. That's what I was hoping for. Quite a show for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, some r- recent game releases. Um, w- one of which is not a you know, um, uh, it's not worth talking about. Um, you know, uh, yeah, but we're also going to be doing our game. Patreon voted topic of the month, so that's going to be fun. Uh, if you want to get in on that action, you can go to patreon.com slash culture pop and uh, consider tossing us a pledge because uh, you get to vote on things and get uh, extra cool little uh, perks and whatnots. 
But if you're here because you're a freeloader, that's okay too. Because I am, of course, your host, the one and only Bebop Man, Josh McMullen. And I am joined as almost always by my two co-hosts, Dylan Hammertime Martin and Aunt's... Mm. I almost said Austin. I don't know what the fuck that is. Austin lived by the sword Stevens. What does this mean, Dylan? Uh, our topic. You know what? Good for you, because I would have never in my life ever guessed that. <laughs> I'm just that fucking dumb. Oh, holy shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's either I'm that dumb or my brain is that fucking fried. <laughs> like, just never in my life. I'm like, yep, we're doing a, we're doing a thing with weapons. Oh man, what I are swords and hammers? What do those have to do with anything? Yeah, what's what is this? All right. Yep, that's that's what that was inspired by. <laughs> Good God, I'm a fucking moron. Uh, uh, <laughs> Anyway, what what is up, my my voluptuous vixens? <laughs> Not much. <laughs> Wishing I was dead, mostly. I'm not oh. gonna lie. While you were okay, that's normal. While you were speed running through that intro, no, you weren't speed running. You were reading it, status quo. I was speed running my dinner. I had a whole plate of like chicken and fries from a place down the road, and I got was it. Was it Huey Magoo's? No, man, they're okay. too far away. They're 7.6 miles away from my house, and I don't feel like it's right to make a DoorDash driver bring it to my house for $3 and tip. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just tip him more. No, that's absolutely... <laughs> <laughs> Do you know a lot of people that don't tip DoorDash drivers at all? That's crazy. That, that's now, that is a little bit crazy. I'm like, you're kind of an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know that they get the delivery fee, but, like... Also, that delivery fee is fucking garbage in yeah, comparison like to what the... Yeah, yeah. Because I think it ends up being like a... Excuse me for the burp. Mid-sentence. There you go, Tani. It's been a while. Um, anyway, uh, they, they get like a percentage of that... Um, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. Uh, but it's not enough to like be able to make a living off of. No, uh, I, I would know because I used to do Uber stuff. Yeah. Madison did DoorDash for a little while, and I remember she busted her ass for like a week and only brought home like 150 bucks. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. It, it, fucking, it, it really is ridiculous. And it's like the... I feel I, like I've it's only several... good if you can commit to it full time. Like, if you're doing that shit for 8, 10 hours a day, then I'm sure you are probably you probably are making bank. Well, I mean, there's that, and you have to be living in a populous enough area for yeah. it to, to matter. Like, I know that people who live in, like, gigantic cities or tourist destinations where there are a lot of, like, people all the time, they can make very good money. People mm. in Miami, like, live off of... Oh, yeah doing that stuff same thing but, in atlanta yeah i yeah for sure for sure but the the thing is is you have to live in those areas where there are a lot of people asking for rides all the time or drive up there oh yeah yeah so it just doesn't that's what uh i mean that's what ended up happening with me is i would have to drive down to atlanta and i had to stop doing it because the drive to atlanta would sap up so much gas that I was like 
burning like you were through working any profit for gas that I had. money. Exactly. So, luckily, I don't have to worry about that anymore. But, you know, some people still do, which is a unfortunate um, commentary on our <laughs> fucking economy. Anyway, cool. Is there anything else that's... Uh... Oh, wait. Hang on. We were talking about your, your dinner. Were you just scarfing food down your face, Dylan? I was. I was. Man. I was panicking. Because the second I heard you say, I am the one and only, I still had two pieces of chicken and four fries left. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> if so. it makes you feel any better, I'm still like munching on a Reese's. So. It makes me feel a little better. Okay. I'm going to feel sick in about ten minutes. but <laughs> Yeah, same. But Oh, man. <clears throat> Who I we are? Where I ordered this from. It was Chicken? I feel like it can't be that many places. Yeah. You'd be surprised. DoorDash has options, man. Not around here. Oh, ha- it fucking doesn't. Have you guys um, tried any of those, like, uh, like DoorDash-exclusive restaurants? Like, um, mm-hmm. there's one that's, like, uh, like by my house, and it's inside of a... Like, the pickup location is inside of a... I think a Mexican restaurant, but it's, like... Mr. Beast Burger, and it's only available through, like, the DoorDash or Uber Eats or whatever it is. Like, Mr. Beast, like, that Mr. Beast? Yes. What the fuck? No, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. So, um, they <laughs> they cool. they do that, but they're, I mean, there's a ton of them. Kayla's eating at, like, it was like a, uh, I want to say, like, a vegetarian place that was, like, located in the, um, or, like, the pickup location... I don't know if it was made there or not, but like the pickup location or whatever was a uh, Italian restaurant, uh, maybe Carabas or something. That's wild. I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, it's really interesting how they do that. I don't know the ins and outs. All I know is that it's like technically considered like a pop pop up restaurant or something like that. Okay. Yeah, it's fucking weird, man. I would. But. I'm gonna look now because that sounds cool. I mean, I. I don't order, like, a ton of stuff from DoorDash, but when I do, like, I order it through it enough to have the Dash Pass, Dash Pass, um, because it will wipe out the delivery fee, but I have never once seen this kind of exclusive thing. I wonder if it's its own tab. Oh, yeah, maybe. Or it could also be that it's, um... Like, area-based, right? yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because I do not see it. That's crazy. But I bet if I went down towards Beaufort, not that we live close to that, but if I did, <laughs> um, uh, I'm sure it might pop up then. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's interesting stuff, interesting times that we live in. Uh, anyway, um, cool. Well, uh, Austin, mm-hmm. well... Never mind. Okay. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> well, I was. I was <laughs> sorry, I didn't see. I hadn't scrolled far enough down into the document to see that that uh, Dylan had actually done anything. So I was sitting there thinking, like, okay, I'm gonna have Austin go because he has two things. I have two things. 
and you know whatever <sighs> and then and then I look at the document and you only have one and I was like oh well no never mind I'll go first and then yeah. I scrolled down again and Dylan's like sitting there with something and I was like oh never mind <laughs> It totally sounded like you're going to ask him how he's doing, and then you're like, nah, never mind. <laughs> never mind, I don't care. Uh, well, Austin, um, what is what is Fate Zero? Is That's an anime? Yeah. Is it? Okay. Fate Zero is an anime uh, developed by uh, Ufotable? Ufo, Ufo, Ufotable? I don't know how to fucking pronounce that. Uh, so I'm going to assume it's Ufotable. Um, that aired in like December, around December of 2011. I don't know why that's so relevant, but, uh, this is going to be really quick because I haven't gotten to watch much of it. I've actually only seen, like, I think I've seen the first episode and half of the second episode and both are like an hour long for some fucking reason. Uh, so I don't really know what's going on yet, but it sounds really cool. Um, basically the entire story, uh, centers around a giant war called the Holy Grail Wars that happened every, uh, 60 years, I think it was, it was, yeah, 60. Um, and basically this, uh, this Holy Grail is like a relic left over from God. And so essentially every 60 years, this Holy Grail will choose, uh, seven mages, uh, to kind of compete for it in a uh, kind of battle royale uh, death match. Uh, and whoever wins receives the Holy Grail and is granted one, uh, one wish, essentially. Um, and the way this combat is carried out is these mages, uh, they're born with marks on their hands as, ch- as children that kind of signify that that's, that's, gonna, that's what they're meant to do is fight, uh, participate in this war. And they uh, all fight by using relics, which uh, that, along with their magic, allows them to resurrect uh, souls of legendary heroes from, like, all across time. Um, I, 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 haven't, I, I haven't seen enough of it yet to really know what all's happening or where it's going, but it all sounds really fucking cool. Um, I'm really digging the aesthetic and the character designs a lot. And, like, even from episode one, it it seems like there are some pretty high fucking stakes and tensions. So, uh, Fate, I put off starting this for so long because it is an extremely long series. Um, I think there's, like, multiple different anime adaptations. There's a ridiculous amount of fucking movies. Uh, But, I guess I'm jumping down this fucking rabbit hole. So, whatever. I'm here for it. Cool. What how, What was the reason that you kind of, like, started this over, like, it, I mean, anything else? I, I know you're watching Chainsaw Man as it airs, and yeah. I'm sure you're watching Neon Genesis for the 80,000th time. I actually haven't watched it in a while. It's probably been a, at least three months, at minimum. And I, <laughs> I know I say a while, but that's a long time for me. Uh, mm. But... I, I've always kind of wanted to start Fate because uh, <laughs> there are two characters from Fate called uh, Ram and Ram, and they all they're like really heavily used in lots of anime memes and shit like that. They're basically like twin maids, and they have two different hair colors. I bought a lot of figures of those characters and never even watched the show. I just thought they were cute and started buying figures of them. So I was like, well, fuck, I might as well watch it now. So here I am. Okay. That's all it took. Hey, that, sometimes that is all it takes. <clears throat> cool. All right. Well, 
Uh, I watched, guys, a little movie called The Banshees of... I, I can't remember how it's actually pronounced, but I'm going to say Inishirin. Um, so this is a movie from uh, Martin McDonough, who, uh, if you're interested in film at all, he directed um, In Bruges, Seven Psychopaths, and... Uh, What's it called? Um, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. And this is his... Uh, I don't know how I would... This is sort of his return to a uh, kind of... Uh, how do I want to put this? I, I guess well, it is his return towards working with... Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell for sure. And it is definitely more in line with In Bruges than I think uh, either of the other two films. In Bruges is kind of a dark, moody, black comedy um, that is very existential. Uh, And I think that Seven Psychopaths is kind of like a just pure on comedy. I, I really like seven psychopaths. I think it's a fun movie, but, um, it, it's not nearly as good as in Bruges. And then three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri was all, uh, I don't want to say self serious, but it was very much like a, it's, it's way more serious than in Bruges, uh, ever got, I think. Um, and, the Banshees of Inishirin is kind of his return towards that in Bruce sort of thing, uh, where it is it is tackling I think some very um, I don't want to say dark subject matter because I don't think that that's really right, but it is tackling uh, some very I think pertinent subject matter, but also handling it with a more deft touch, something that is closer to the style of in Bruges uh, than the the previous two works. But basically the movie is a breakup movie between uh, Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell. They're friends who live on a small island right off the mainland of Ireland in the 1920s, I believe. It's kind of set at the, uh, the backdrop of, um, what is it, the Irish... Irish Civil War. Uh, um, and it is basically about these two men who have been friends for a very long time. Uh, they Best friends, even. And uh, one day, Brendan Gleeson, uh, his character, just decides that he doesn't like Colin Farrell's character uh, anymore and doesn't want to be friends anymore. And so, doesn't want to talk to him, you know, doesn't want to do any of that stuff. And... It is one of the funniest movies I've seen all year. I, I genuinely like laughed out loud, like belly laughed at this several times. I like there was there's a couple of movies or not movies. There are a couple of scenes that have just these really, really funny comedic like camera shots that come out of nowhere and they're so so funny. There's also some of the like driest line delivery like 
in any movie I've seen this year, it is just so, so... I, I don't know how else to describe it other than dry. It's very, very funny. But the the thing about this movie is that it starts off very heavy in the comedy and then gradually kind of works its way into a like satire almost at the very least it's a a sort of like rumination on in in my mind on a couple of things but but the two big ones are that it is trying or it is kind of tackling masculinity and sort of like how men will kind of almost refuse to talk about their feelings um because they think it i guess you know makes them less uh despite the contrary um so so there is that but i think it's also touching on a in the style of 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 in bruges it's touching on a sort of like existentialism that like is like kind of about like what what dreams are and and like what um kind of like what it is to exist with like whether or not you are actually doing anything with your life that like that sort of thing like whether or not like there is a purpose to your life and whether or not that purpose is to like maybe like be remembered or maybe it's just to be a nice person um and it kind of straddles this this weird line where it is actively having a conversation between those two big points and like when you when you look at it from the perspective of it's a backdrop uh or it's set during the backdrop of the uh Irish Civil War and you have you know presumably you have friends fighting friends and brothers fighting brothers and it kind of gets into this sort of like story about like would it be better for us to be remembered if we are doing bad things than if we were you know nice like is there is your legacy going to be something worth having a legacy over that sort of thing um it hits pretty hard when it when it hits on those those emotional beats and like i i really really was li- like really really laughing and having a great time with the comedic elements and then when it kind of got towards the end like i just felt very sad <laughs> um I think it's a fucking great movie, and I, I really think that, like, if you like movies that aren't, you know, MCU thrill rides, roller coasters, whatever you want to call them, uh, this is more than worth your time. I, I, I really do think that it's a great movie. Probably sitting at my number four spot for the year. Um, I can't decide if I like it more than 
Top Gun Maverick or or not. I and I, I I don't know what that says about Top Gun Maverick, whether or not it's something that I was just craving, or whether or not it's an actually good movie. But like, either way, it's sitting near my top, and it, and it's a good movie, and I I really think that uh, people should give it a shot. Where did you watch it at? Uh, the theaters. When did you watch it? Um, I watched it. I think we watched it on Sunday. Where yeah, did pretty, you go I'm to see sure it? Uh, this was at the um, the Mall of Georgia. Not that we're close to that, but I'm just curious because <laughs> I'm looking up showtimes. Everything for me is showing in Atlanta for some reason. Uh, I mean, that's totally possible. Uh, I w- there were limited showtimes when we went to go see it on. Damn, that sucks. Because I was real, I was hoping that it was on a on a streaming service when when I saw the how far away it was. I'm like, oh, it's out of theaters. It must be in a a streaming service by now. But that sucks because it sounded interesting. Yeah, I would expect that it's probably going to be on streaming services sometime within the next couple of months. Yeah, because um, I see it's released October 21st. Damn, man. Yeah. Not even, just now a month, actually. Shit. Yeah, so I, I had to be like, I, I told Kayla, I was like, I really want to see this. I love Martin McDonough as a, as a filmmaker. Um, I really want to see this. We need to make a make an effort. Um, yeah. So. It tripped me up because I was looking through the cast and Carrie Condon's in it. And I was like, why do She's I know her face? excellent. I didn't even fucking touch on that, dude. She, like, okay, real quick. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no. off. Fucking, um... I I am loving the weird sort of like renaissance type thing that like is going on with Colin Farrell where he's just kind of started playing like sad old men. This might be his best performance that I've ever seen him in, which is really high praise considering that like he's excellent in In Bruges. He's excellent in uh, The Killing of a Sacred Deer. He's excellent in... Um, the lobster, like he's just, he's, he's turned into this really great sort of character actor. And Brendan Gleeson is also, I mean, he's terrific in everything, but Carrie Condon and Barry, uh, God, I hope I don't fuck this up. Kyogen. Ah, the Joker. Yes. They are so astoundingly good in this movie. I hope like a motherfucker that they are both nominated for supporting actor and actress because they are fucking phenomenal. Especially Carrie Condon. Barry Keoghan is very, very good also. But like she steals every single scene that she's in in the movie. She's so good. I had to figure out where I knew her from. That's what sucked because I knew the face and I'm like, I know I've seen her. But it wasn't from a movie where I remember her from was actually one episode in The Walking Dead way, way back where Rick finds this woman out in the woods trying to get a deer that Rick had trapped or something, and she was willing to attack Rick for it. Anyway, a whole thing. That's where I knew her from. And then come to find out, I don't know why I didn't correlate her with this, considering I just watched five seasons of it. She's in Better Call Saul as Mike Ehrman Trout's, like, uh, oh, daughter-in-law. Oh, shit. Yeah. 
I was trying to figure out where the fuck it was that I knew her from. That's it. Yep. She's better call Saul, man. She's uh, Mike Ermintrout's uh, daughter-in-law and the mother of his, you know, goddaughter that or granddaughter that he loves so much. Damn, that's crazy. <clears throat> I, yeah. That was it. That's it. It was bothering me. I, I, it's crazy that I remember her from the one episode of The Walking Dead, and then I just watched five seasons of Better Calls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Wild. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um. Yeah. Uh. Great movie. Go check it out. Po- Pokemon. God damn. This is so much Pokemon. Well, it is. I figured I might as well just double down if I'm going to do it right. Like, yeah, I guess, I guess so. I guess. So it's actually short and simple. The anime is ending soon. Um, it kind of just did in uh, oh, Japan. Yeah, it's the, done in Japan. Like the, the one that's been following Ash the entire time? Yeah. I think it's truly over. Yeah. Wow. So what, I mean, there's nothing left for him to do. No. Like in the end. So I know it's spoilers if you care about it. Um, I, I kind of got it spoiled for me, which is why I'm going ahead and finishing up this series, but he essentially beat the best trainer in the world in a competition with the best trainers in the world. He became the master of everything and the final battle, like it's fucking awesome, man. Like it plays the main theme at the end. Like when Ash and Leon are in their final moments, like it plays the main theme. Like he's like become the champion. Leon is the, the main I guess antagonist from Sword and Shield, right? He's he's, he's the champion. he's the champion of Sword and Shield. Like he's oh, okay. like he's a good guy, but he's never lost a battle. Like as a champion, like he is undefeated. He's defeated all the other, you know, trainers that have come before him or and, and have challenged him. And then Ash winds up beating him, and everyone is to assume this is it for Ash. Can you imagine as a grown man? Being a champion <laughs> with a giant fire-breathing dragon, and this ten-year-old with a rodent walks in and is like, "I'm gonna fuck up your whole career." Dude. But dude, it fucking ends so extravagantly too, it because did. it's just Ash and it's just Pikachu. Pikachu gives it all he's got. Ash turns his hat back, which just like in the you know old days, and that original theme kicks in, and it's, it's crazy, man. That little flashback scene where Pikachu kind of starts to faint for a second. Yeah. And then you see the fucking Squirtle Squad glasses pop up and it's just all of <laughs> Ash's Pokemon. Like, Pikachu yep. seeing all of his past teammates and they're all cheering him on and it, it's so wholesome. I love that. Yeah. So, like, I, was I know when crying. I. So, I that's my thing is I've not watched it uh, yet because. It's not aired in English, and that's what we're doing with Pokemon Journeys is we're trying to catch up. But I know when it happens, I will cry. I will ugly cry because I'm not ready for it. But um, we're just we're uh, trying to power through Journeys right now just to get caught up with the series because it's Pokemon Journeys, then it's Pokemon Master Journeys, and then it's Pokemon Ultimate Journeys. And that's everything on Netflix right now. I think there's four parts in the first series, which is what we're about to wrap up, and then uh, three in the next. And... Mm -hmm one and the one that they're on now so far i wonder when um, we'll get that episode in English. i don't know i'm hoping i can get caught up by then but just watching through journeys right now man it's a lot of fun like you can kind of tell that they if not necessarily on purpose they did a good job at taking the focus away from ash a lot like if this was his going away season they kind of made it known like it's going to be okay whatever comes next like if they do 
do yeah. some kind of series after this, they kind of made it feel like, you know what, even if Ash is the main character, there's still going to be some really cool adventures that you can watch. And this does a really good job of showing that. Um, it's It still does a great job at showcasing Ash's, like, this is his, this is his victory road. Like, he's on the path, like, you can tell, he's, gr- he, you can watch him literally grow through these episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, his mentality and stuff like that. And it's a lot of fun, man. Like, this is probably my favorite series of Pokemon I have watched in a very, very long time, since probably the Sinnoh days. Um, I, I love seeing the adventures that they go on. I like that it doesn't just take place in the new region. Like, it's all across the world again. Like, he's going and meeting his old friends, his old Pokemon. It, it's it's kind of crazy. It's kind of like his, like I said, it's his victory road, but it's also like a good last goodbye. You know, whether I think I have like four more episodes left in this main series, and then there's 36 in the in the next one. Like, I can't wait to see what he gets up to next because it's 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 a lot of fun, man. It's mm-hmm. if this is you know the the final waving of goodbye from Ash, it's it's a really cool series to end on. Have you seen? Uh, so the anime hasn't in japan hasn't officially ended yet i think there's like i think there's still two more episodes to go that'll air sometime in december i think early to mid-december is when they're supposed to air um the second to last episode is titled uh project mew which they've said will more or less exclusively uh focus on go which i'm assuming is going to be his kind of last hoorah that we get yeah and then the last episode, bro, just reading that title yep. card made me cry. I was like, yep. God, it's titled, uh, I think it was something like, I'm so glad I chose you or something. Yep. Oh, first oh, episode no. was, I choose you. And then the last episode is, I'm glad I chose you. Yeah. So Sad. it's going to hit hard, man. Sad. I don't know if I'm ready to see that, but I'm, I'm really not. I'm excited to see what happens next. I would love for them to go the route that they go with. What is the series called? Though is it Legends or something? Yeah. Or I don't know what it is. It's the stuff that's on YouTube that you can watch. But that animation style, I fucking love that. And I wish they would oh, go like through the stuff Pokemon like that. Oh, like the Pokemon Generations and like the Twilight Wings and stuff. Twilight Wings. That's what it was. That's yeah. It. Twilight. I would like to. I definitely would like to see whatever fucking studio did Twilight Wings take on a whole anime adaptation. I, that would be incredible. Yeah, if you've not seen that, that might be my pick of the week. I just chugged a fucking gallon of water. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> water. The, you, there's a series on YouTube on the Pokemon channel called Twilight Wings, and it is animated so beautifully. It's wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, I'll not be checking that uh, out. I know. Because, it's uh, okay. Thanks for not lying to me. That way I don't follow <laughs> up next week and be like, hey, did you like it? And you're like, oh, man, you know what? I just haven't gotten to it yet. It's been a busy week. At least you just outright tell me that you're not going to do it. <laughs> and you know, to be honest with you, it's not because it's Pokemon. I'm not. I'm not. It's not because it's Pokemon. Uh, it's genuinely because I. I used to watch that show pretty religiously as a kid when it was on like Kids WB or you know uh, oh, maybe Kids it was on, WB. Like, what a throwback. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, I, I think it was on that. It, it might have been was. something else. Yeah, it definitely um, was. But, like, that, I would watch it, like, religiously. And then when it started getting to, like, characters that, like, I kind of, like, 
didn't necessarily care about any of them. Like, when it got to be where it was like Brock was gone and Misty was gone and it was Ash with all these new people and there were like Pokemon that I didn't recognize, I was like, okay, I think I think it's time for me to stop watching now. <laughs> and around that same time was probably around the time that like I was also just like I, I think I'm done with Pokemon and this is this is very much for kids all of this is for kids like I'm, I'm done type thing um, and so going back to it would be very difficult for me to do it's it's like me going back to watch Power Rangers now I fucking loved Power Rangers oh, I fucking dude. loved that shit and I put I put it on the other day while I was waiting for Kayla to get out of the shower <laughs> You're the reason he killed himself? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm the reason. And, like, it was so cringe. I was, I it's was kind so of bad, like... It's so bad, dude. I watched it all weekend, and it's so bad. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I was kind of, like, like having a fun time, but I was having a fun time because I was making fun of it and not because it was, like, genuinely good. You know what I mean? Um... And I kind of feel like that the same thing would happen if I, I went back to, to try to um, watch this Pokemon stuff. Although I have seen the clip where he kind of becomes the champion or whatever. I saw it on Twitter, I think. And I was like, oh, that's that's cool. I'm glad that he finally did it. Yeah. He finally made it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, cool. So uh, I watched Smile. Um, this has been on my radar for quite a while, uh, and I finally got around to, to watching it. Uh, we actually watched it last night because it was uh, it started streaming on Paramount Plus. Um, and I really liked this movie, um, but I almost didn't. Uh, I it so okay the first. So, in case you don't know, the movie is is about basically a, a curse that kind of takes the form of like people smiling. And um, as as we were kind of like sitting there watching it, things kept happening where I was like, you know what, this kind of is like, um. What? Oh gosh! What was it called? It's it's like one of my favorite horror movies of the last twenty years. It follows. There we go. Could not remember the name of it. Anyway, but so we were watching it, and I was like, "Huh, this is kind of a lot like It Follows." I don't know how I feel about that, and it just kept kind of like bothering me that it was like so so quick. Or, or like so so much like that in the beginning like when it was setting everything up that I was kind of like uh maybe this isn't going to be a movie for me and then it starts getting like it, it starts moving along to to different like um moving down different uh avenues I was like okay cool well like we're good I, I'm I'm behind, I'm on board for this and the rest of the roughly two acts that kind of like followed that initial roughly like 10, 15 minute setup or whatever. I was like, okay, all right. I, I, I think I'm on board. So let's, uh, <clears throat> let's, let's just keep riding along. And then at a certain point it hit 
I guess it was around the 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 two thirds of the way through point, and I was like, "Huh, this is really fucking long. This is really going on for a long time." All right, is is this going to wrap up anytime soon? Come on! And it just kept going and going and going, <clears throat> and I was like, "It." It does not need to be this long. It does not need to be two hours long. I don't know what's happening, but, like, they need to start wrapping this up soon because, like, this is just not good. Like, we need to, we need to get, get to somewhere, get to somewhere, um, I, I, resonant, I guess. And so it finally gets to the, sort of the climax and, like, I didn't hate the ending of the movie, but it was very clearly, I I felt like it was very clearly going down a direction that you could have seen coming. And it just, it does, It, it, it does not like deviate from that, that plan at all. And so I was kind of like, Huh, I, mm, this is a little bit like, this is a little, how do I want to put this? Uh, I, I guess unfortunate would be the best word because like it has a ton of potential and the lead actress is really excellent in it. There are some actually genuinely very cool uh, like scare moments that I was like, I was totally in on. I was like, Oh, this is cool. This is creepy. This is this is kind of like genuinely fucking frightening. And um <clears throat> it just it gets into the third act and it's just kind of like a gigantic CGI monster type thing that it tries to to get away with and I was like oh, all right. And like at the end of the day, it hits home thematically. Like it, it's it's talking about like how trauma manifests and become becomes mental illness, and like it it tells the story that it wants to tell, and and the themes do resonate, but it's kind of wrapped up in a sort of like boy, this could have been better because this was so very very promising for so long. And now it's it's overly long and it's kind of like not hitting the way that it should be hitting. Um, that said, I, th- I think that the lead actress in this is great. And like the stuff that it nails, it really does nail. It's very stylish. Like the, there are lots of really, really great bits of cinematography. And there are just some like really... They're, they're kind of unnecessary, but I like them. Uh, like, camera angles and shots that are done. Like, there's a lot of, like, upside-down views of, like, the city. And, um, I don't know. There Like, <clears throat> there's a stuff, uh, there are a bunch of, like, stuff in it that I was kind of like, okay, like, this is cool, but does it, is it saying anything? Does it, does it serve a purpose? And, like, at the end of the day, I don't think that it did. Um... Again, I'm not saying that's necessarily bad. It's just that, like, it could have been better if it had 
gone a different route. Um, I liked it though. I, I, I enjoyed it. I had a fun time with it. And like I said, it has some genuinely creepy and, and I wouldn't, I would never say terrifying, but it has some genuinely, um, maybe like disturbing moments in it. And if, if you're, if you're into horror, like it, if you're into horror that isn't franchise horror, this is going to be right up your alley. And if you're looking for something that is scary, but isn't necessarily something that you've seen a million times before, I, I do think that you could get a lot out of this one. And this one is on Paramount Plus. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, I don't have it. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> yep. Uh, Paramount, I think, was the team who, or was the production company behind it. Or uh, maybe they were just the distributors. Um, was, was this the movie that they hired actors to, like, go to public events and stare creepily into the camera? Uh, yep, yep. That's the marketing hilarious. behind it is almost better than the movie. <laughs> the marketing was kind of incredible. Yeah. I, like, I was... I was on, I think, Twitter, and I I don't remember if it was on Twitter or if it was on something else, but it was like somebody had like reposted a clip and was like, this is in the National League, like, this was like in like a baseball playoff game or something like that, and they're like, is this for, is this marketing for something, or like, what's going on here? Like, I guess they didn't realize that that's what it was for, but I was like, what? what the fuck are they looking at? And then it was like, oh, I see the person. They're right behind the pitcher's mound and they're just like staring with a smile. And it, yeah, it was, it's fucking, it's cool. I, I love the like marketing for it. All over the place. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking crazy. What a good marketing team though. Yeah, for real, man, for real. <laughs> Hell yeah. But check it out if you're uh, if you're into horror movies so. that almost makes me want to actually watch the movie it's a fun time man it's a fun time you know what else is fun killing things in video games <laughs> yeah uh video games have been combat baked or have okay. video games have i need to learn how to read my own writing they have combat baked deep into the core of their DNA, whether that be Mario evading or squishing Goombas, or Call of Duty making warfare something that is fun to play. At this point, video game violence is something that gets talked about probably way too much. But one aspect of it that isn't talked about enough, I don't think, uh, is, well, of course, I'm talking about the killing instruments themselves. So... With that said, <clears throat> we put up a couple of uh, topics, and this was the one that won for our patrons. Uh, and it is uh, kind of what we do best around here. We're going to take some video game weapons, and we're going to battle them out in a Battle Royale style to decide a top 15 ranking of the best slash most iconic video game weapons ever put to code. So, uh, with that settled, with that out of the way, um, so we all ended up going with five, right? So, um, do you guys want to put out your, um, your top five? Uh, let's start with maybe Austin? Me? 
Sure. Uh, so the five that I brought to the table were uh, Pandora's Box from Devil May Cry 4, uh, Master Sword, or the Master Sword from The Legend of Zelda, uh, the BFG 9000 from Doom, Mega Buster from Mega Man, and Pokeball. I know there's a little debate whether this counts as a weapon, but everything I looked up counted it as a weapon, so I'm, that's what we're going with. It can cool. potentially hold God, so I feel like it kind of counts. <laughs> I mean, so can my imagination, but... Huh? No. His imagination holds God? Mm. Yeah. Uh... Okay. <laughs> Ace of Spades from Destiny 2. Toki from Overwatch. That's Diva's mech. Mantis Blades from Cyberpunk. The Portal Gun from, you know, and Frostmourne from World of Warcraft. Sick. Cool. All right, well, my five are... The Gunblade from Final Fantasy VIII, the Buster Sword from Final Fantasy VII, the Keyblade from the Kingdom Hearts series, the Energy Sword from the Halo series, and the Tactical Nuke from Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the first one, not, not the remake. I love how the guy here that likes Kingdom Hearts the least is the one that brought the Keyblade. Well, I didn't do it based on... Uh... Based on um, my love of the series, I brought it based on the fucking cool-ass design. Also, I am going to change my last one uh, real quick. I'm going to change it to the Blue Shell in the Mario Kart series. Um, and we'll go from there. <laughs> uh, let's see. Who was the last one to pick? Or who, who, who went first last time? Last time Shit, we did one of I'll veto myself. Someone else can go. Okay. Um, fuck it. I'll go first. I'll make the first cut. Okay. okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> my first cut is going to be... I think I'm going to... I got to do this, Austin. I'm, I'm sorry, man. I got I to gotta, I gotta cut the Pokeball. Oh, I don't yeah. care. Okay. Uh, I mean, like, I, yeah, a Pokeball is cool, but how are you going to throw it if you get your face cut open by a fucking Buster Sword? What's going to happen? did you bring it? Because I just needed something to fill this fight spot. for. It, it was going to go first compared to the rest of this anyway. Let's be honest. You, okay. You're not wrong, but... Come on. As soon as Josh was going first, I was like, yeah, he's going to cut the Pokeball. All right. Well, okay. Hang on. Hang on. All right. If we're, if we're going to do this, all right, if you were going first, what would you have picked, Dylan? Uh, the Pokeball. Uh, awesome. What would you have picked? The Pokeball. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, there we have it. Out at number 15, <laughs> we've got the Pokeball. <laughs> Good Lord. Okay. All right. What's uh? Oh, what's God. Next? Let Austin go next. Okay. Awesome. What's up next? All right. Um. Wait, wait, wait. See, what? that gives me... That'll eventually be me being the final pick, and I don't want to do that. I don't want that on my shoulders. All so right, I'm well, then you next. go next. All right. Pokeball's gone. Let me, let me read through this. Fuck. One of these I don't even know. 
Which did uh, Ebony and Ivory make it in? It did not. It was on my short list for sure, though. Yeah, I was one of mine that I thought of, too. Um, oh, it's literally just Pandora's box? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> kind that of. seems kind of overpowered, so I'll leave that for now. <laughs> um, ooh. This is this is this is rough. I yeah. This might be harder go, than the sexiest uh, video game character. It is. I'll go I'll uh what do we do? So fourteen, I'll do Ace of Spades. Ace oh. of Spades. Okay. Is that that's uh what's his that's face? That's Cade 6's gun. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's why I chose it, because you know, rest in peace, Cade Six. The best destiny character? Yep. The reason that I stopped playing when he died. Are you serious? I really did. Damn. I, I was didn't like, know I loved it. I loved Cade 6. And I was like, oh, it's a fake out. It's. Pff, he's he's coming back. Nope. We're nope. like 20 expansions past that. He's still dead. <laughs> um, but he has a fucking awesome gun, man. Um, I, if you're. If I don't know, Josh, you played it. You like handguns? No. I was not a handgun no? guy. See, I like uh, I like a good handgun, and then like a like a like a marksman rifle. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, Ace of Spades is one of my favorite guns. I think there's another one called Sunshot. If it's not Sunshot, it's that's its ability or something like that. But exotic weapon that came with the passing of good old dear Cade Six um, had a pretty basic design. To be quite honest, it was just like a hand cannon with a with the literal spade on there on the barrel and then on the handle. But it was a lot of fun to use and you know carried by one of the best video game characters of all time. Damn, I should have put him on one of my lists from way back when. <laughs> I'm sure we'll circle back around to some of those yeah, categories. We will. Sexiest video game characters three. I'll put him on there. <laughs> Listen, I get it. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I need to look up a, a couple of these also. Um, da, 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 Overwatch. What does this one look like? What is this one? Steve's mech. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that one's staying for a little bit. All right. Austin, awesome. it's your pick, Daddy. Ooh, it is. Oh, it um, is his pick. Josh. Yeah. Give me arguments for Blue Shell and Energy Sword. Uh, Blue oh, Shell. Energy Sword is staying. Energy uh, Sword is the only thing here powered by a fucking battery. Why is it uh, staying? Blue Blue Shell is staying because uh, have you ever played Mario Kart? Yeah, absolutely. It makes me want to <laughs> throw my Switch out the window. Exactly. Blue Switches are that's, the fucking devil, man. True. Or Blue Shells are the devil. All right, so Energy Sword it is, unless you have an argument. Is... That's not even your... Hey, stay in your lane, dog. Energy Sword is an icon of Halo. Yeah, but we're not... This you is say it's iconic, powered by a though. battery. The fucking portal gun is powered by a potato. <laughs> that is know. true, and I love the portal gun. <laughs> yeah, but this isn't iconic weapons. This is powerful weapons, right? Energy Sword will rip you to shreds, bitch. Yeah, but all you gotta do is fucking miss a couple of times and the battery's dead. I'm not missing up close and personal. It's right <laughs> up in your fuck? fucking diaphragm. <laughs> One shot kill. 
what, I don't know, just man. Like You're going to tell shell. me you've never missed an energy sword swipe in a game of Halo? I'm just that's saying not true. that between the energy sword and the keyblade, like, I'd take the energy sword. Really? I'm still going with keyblade there. Just open up a fucking hole to another world. Josh, and suck I your shouldn't ass be through. defending your pick. Talk to him. He's a narcissist. <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel like um, I'm the exact opposite. Of I, I mean, <laughs> so we're. I don't know that we're necessarily talking about just the most powerful. I, th- I think uh, a lot of it has I'm not, to. But it's that definitely oh, factors into show? it. I, I think that definitely factors into it um or josh you can give me another option doesn't have to be yours just throw another option out there that you feel like should go instead of the instead of me cutting the energy sword i mean dylan did say the portal gun and i i kind of agree with him i love the portal portal gun gun but if if we're talking about if we're talking (laughs) about weapons with like From the point of view of, like, what it can do. Okay. Portal Gun killed a supercomputer, <laughs> and it doesn't even fire a lethal weapon. I wasn't saying that as a sacrifice. I was saying that if we're going by batteries, that one takes the least amount of energy. Um, Technically, Mega Man's little bitch-ass Mega Buster is just data, so. All right. Huh? Te- technically. What? <clears throat> Yeah, it's just data. It, you know, it's not. What? Is, is the Mega Buster not data? Uh, I mean, it's it's his little. No, arm he's a unit. robot, huh? Oh, see, I'm thinking of Net Navi. Oh no, I was just thinking OG Mega Mega Man when I put that. I don't. I mean, I, 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 does it matter? I think the argument for the blue shell is <clears throat> is. Have you ever played Mario Kart? <laughs> yes, yeah, the most over. It's the fucking Kirby of Mario Kart. I mean, yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. it never misses. It never misses. Mm. It's pretty overpowered. I so fuck. Damn, buy energy sword. That sucks. That's a Halo icon. Gone. Shit it on. Sh- shit it on. Much like Halo's own reputation. Uh. I'm telling you though, like peak Halo Two, Halo Three days at Energy Sword, unfuckwittable. Oh, unfuckwittable. Yeah. Close quarters map. Give me the pit and an Energy Sword. I'll, f- I'll fuck you up. I don't know, man. I always prefer the Gravity Hammer in three. Grav Hammer is sick as fuck too. I almost made my list. Yeah, Grav Hammer was on my short list also. And then fucking Halo Five introduced a Grav Hammer that shoots a fucking shockwave out. What was that shit? Uh, a good <clears> idea. <throat> Yeah. Maybe. All right. Uh, my pick. I'm. I'm gonna go with. As much as I don't want to, I'm gonna go with the Gunblade from Final Fantasy VIII. Really? I, yeah. My my argument for this is that, like, for it going out right now. Uh, because you you guys have never played eight, so you're I mean you're yeah, okay but with I it. know the gunblade. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's super iconic, and when you get to like the lion heart near the end of like I think you can get it. Technically, you can get it as early as disc one, but like you can get it in disc three. When you get to that point in the game, you like 
can just wreck shit with that fucking gun blade. Yeah. And it's a cool ass fucking design. It's I think I think it is iconic. I think personally I think it's just as iconic as the Buster Sword from 7. But I mean that could be just me fa- be f- me fanboying. Um but my argument is that the blade isn't necessarily as big as the Buster Sword, so the Buster Sword could potentially stop bullets if it needed to. So, and it's got the gun component which is just, I, I don't know. Like, it it only fires the bullet when you hit the blade swipe. So it's like, it doesn't have long-range ca- capabilities. So I feel like it, it probably needs to go out here. That hurts. Oh, yeah. But, okay. yeah, it is what it is. Let's go right. Dylan. Go number 11. Um... What the fuck just happened there? <laughs> I'll go Mantis Blades here. Okay, Can't what the Mantis Blades? I have Mantis to... Blades are the cyberpunk implant that are the two fucking swords that go out of your forearms. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they are so sick, man. It's a lot of fun if you have the right build for it. Um, I think I even saw them in Edge Runners too. But, I mean, Cyberpunk's skill sets that you can build into it are they're extremely expansive um you it's you can be a one-trick pony if you want but there's a lot you can do with your overall build and mantis blades are one of the things i built myself into um when you get that far into the game and you have the money to do these kind of upgrades you start to become what you saw in edge runners and it's really fucking awesome and this was probably my favorite upgrade aside from like the double jump or something Hell yeah. Okay. But not cool enough to go much further than this. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Okay. Uh, Austin, I guess it's your turn now. Oh, my. Um, We're going to cut Pandora. Because, like, it's cool, but it's... I don't know. I don't feel like it's... It might be powerful, but I definitely don't feel like it's anywhere near as iconic as as the rest of uh, the weapons on this list. So, essentially, Pandora in Devil May Cry 4 is um, a reference to, obviously, Pandora's box. Uh, And it, uh, basically, when Dante opens it, there are 666 different weapons uh, that are contained inside of this chest, obviously, for technical game reasons you can only access i think like six of them um but it's pretty cool and everything is everything that comes out of that box is ridiculously fucking overpowered and you just sweep through the fucking rest of the level um but it's cool but i don't really think it needs to go any further it probably could have gone earlier to be honest okay all right cool well uh i mean as that's the case let's um Go on to, I guess, my pick. Because um, mm-hmm. I've never played Devil May Cry 4. I stopped at, I think, 3. I, I played the, the reboot, the, the one from Ninja Theory. The bad one? I, I really like that one, but... <laughs> Let's see. Okay. Um, it's just not my Dante. I don't think it's a bad game. I just... I don't know. Yeah. Not my president. I, I need to revisit you know it again. 
um, because I, I I have heard that like it's not as uh, deep as edgy boys think it is, and I played it when I was an edgy boy, so. Um, yeah, no, it's not. I need, I do need to go back and, and and try it out again. But I think as a stand, I think if like if you're playing it not in the perspective that it's a Devil May Cry game, I think it's a good game. Oh, I think it's I even as a I Devil May Cry a game, game, I think it's really fun because it it does the same. Like it's not as good as mm-hmm. as those devil, other Devil May Cry games. I still think that it's good though. Like I I don't think that For it's. Sure. I, I do feel, feel understand what you're saying, and I, I feel like it gets a bad rap because it is called Devil May Cry. But mm-hmm. title it generic action game, and I guarantee you fucking people would love that game. Absolutely. If it was titled anything else, I think that game would have been much higher universally praised than what it was. Yeah, I agree. It just didn't feel like a Devil May Cry game. Yeah. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Let's see. So that was Austin's pick. It's my pick now. Um, I think I gotta go with. Unfortunately, I think it is time for the. I think it's got to come down to the keyblade here. Ooh. Unless anybody has any other objections. I mean... Dylan, what are you thinking? Because I'm thinking something, but what are you thinking? <laughs> I have thoughts, but but what are your thoughts? Because I kind of feel like... I kind of feel like the Mega Buster should, should almost go before the Keyblade does. Like... Well, my my oh. argument for keeping the Mega Buster as of right now is that it is a long way range weapon, and the Keyblade doesn't do anything special. It's got a thin little like, oh no no. It opens Kingdom Hearts. Oh shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I, the reason that I even picked it in the first place is because I, it does have a fucking cool ass like iconic design. Yeah. But. In practicality, usefulness, like, however, like is it even really a sword? Yeah, right. It's a key that opens Kingdom Hearts. That's kind of substantial, and it can open the key to your heart, and it can seal Shut away hearts. What the fuck? Up. What the fuck? I'm just speaking facts. I mean, he's not wrong. Mm. That is what the weapon does. I mean, the Mega Buster goes pew pew. Yeah, hey, but it, it doesn't goes, just go pew pew. It, it goes pew pew, but it also has the ability to get, like, I don't know, blades and 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 leaf Lasers shields. And and, right. It yeah. sounds it sounds like it can't open Kingdom Hearts though. So <laughs> no, it could, it could probably blow that bitch up. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm okay with it if you guys are fine. <clears throat> I don't know if you want to cut the keyblade. Cut the keyblade. Uh, do whatever you want, dog. <laughs> All right, I guess Keyblade here. <clears throat> we'll go All Keyblade. Right. <clears throat> I hope you still have that same mentality in a minute. Who, me? Yeah. <laughs> no. I don't know what that means, but I don't like the sound of that. I definitely don't. I really don't understand why the BFG is in here as late as it is. 
Oh, what the, what the fuck, fuck are you, you talking mean? about? You don't understand. It's, Get a, out. it's a fucking gun. What's, what, what's... Get out. It's, it's, a it's a gun, he said. Get the fuck gun. out okay, of what here. Does it do? shoots a nuclear holocaust with a fucking trigger press. <laughs> right. what, you, what? It's a gun. It's not. It's a gun to kill <laughs> it's, demons. It's, and you know what? I've seen other motherfuckers do it with a sword and an axe. So what the fuck is the point? It's a gun. Technically, the Doomslayer can kill, like, everything without the BFG, so... That is true. The BFG is just significantly easier because it nukes an entire fucking corridor. <laughs> but ultimately, I mean, fucking... What Literally is kills everything <laughs> in a 30-foot range. Well, the little boy from Fallout can do the same thing. I mean, like, I've seen motherfuckers kill demons with That's axes. true, but it's not on this list, is it? It's not, which is why I feel like this one should just go now. That's no. the one that's closest to them. You gotta give me something Hard else. Hard disagree. It's Hard just a disagree. demon gun. Uh, let's see. What else could go instead? I mean, I feel I like mean, it's that. Diva's mech could definitely go. Well, Diva's mech's definitely more of a weapon than that. Diva it's actually not has taking personality. a hit from a BFG. That's for goddamn sure. No, different universes we'll never know. So BFG here? <laughs> no. All right, so you're gonna you're giving me Mega Buster. I would rather you take the Mega Buster. Oh sure. yeah, I agree with that. Hundred <clears throat> percent. All right, so Mega Buster again. Is that is... nuclear holocaust? <laughs> Mega Buster. All right. All right, so Austin's turn. Hmm. I feel like the Buster Sword has to go a little further. Buster oh. Sword's got to go further. Yeah, 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 for sure. Definitely. I don't know, man. Are we still keeping Blue Show? Uh, I, I'm compared to I think left? that it's getting close to its time to go. But but talk to me about Frostmorn. No, yeah, do, I don't Portal Gun goes. For, what is I don't that? give a fuck. That's the <laughs> well, sword tell of me the what Lich it is. King. That's the sword of the Lich King. What that the fuck is, does that mean? You don't know anything. You you sit this one out. I'm talking to Josh here. <laughs> Josh, you remember these days. You remember that epic fucking trailer that has the Lich King literally holding Frostmourne. Well, it's deadly beauty. You remember that, right? I, I remember the cover of... of there you go. Close. That. Good enough. Take the portal gun over taking Frostmourne. <laughs> Frostmourne can summon the fucking army of the dead and control them. Okay. Yeah, portal gun goes before Frostmourne. Okay, goes. so but Who's what happens to the army of the dead when they get mowed down Wait, by the BFG actually. or or Toki <laughs> or Toki Toki Toki? I don't know. How do oh, you... oh, <clears throat> yeah, no, Toki is right. I think it's right. I actually just learned today that it even had a name. <laughs> <laughs> so I put Divas Mech in, and I was like, that doesn't seem right. And I was, I went to look it up, and it turns out it's Toki. Okay. So, learn that. So, portal gun? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Cool. cool, 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 cool. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> you guys are fucking crazy. All right. Number six. This is my Whose turn was it? Oh. This is Josh's turn. This is Josh now. Um... I think looking at what we have, I, I, th I do think it's probably time for the blue shell to go. Okay. Um, 
My only other argument would probably be... Probably would be Toki, just looking at the ones. But I, I think Blue Shell probably goes out before that. So, Blue Shell it is. Unless there are any objections. I don't think that. Cool. Yeah, I didn't think that there would be. You fucks. <laughs> All right. Top five, baby. We're in the top five. Dylan? I feel like this could be any of these now. Yeah, but it's going to be the BFG because that's, that's where I'm going. So. <laughs> I just okay. don't know how the BFG loses to Toki or Frostborn I, I, for that I matter. Agree. It's crazy, but that's where we're at, so. <laughs> Give an argument. I like the other two more than the BFG. <laughs> that's my argument. Okay. You brought the fucking Pokeball. Okay. <laughs> And it went first, didn't it? It did, but it shouldn't <laughs> have been right. on this list. You brought so a sheath. So what did it matter? <laughs> <laughs> you brought a sheath to a gunfight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. I'll cut Toki here. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Diva's, Diva has a cool ass mech. She saves the world with it. That's my argument. <laughs> that's a good argument. I like fucking Diva. She's my favorite. I do tank. too. I wish I could. Oh, that's what. Mm. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> All right. It is Austin. Yeah, Austin. It is. It's either the BFG or the Frostborn. It's one of the two. Mm. Frostborn to me truly is a more iconic weapon. Um, mm-hmm. I get the BFG though. What do we have? Buster Sword, Frostmourne, Master, Master Sword. Sword. I'll go Frostmourne. I mean, you guys both like the B. Like BFG means nothing to me, but <laughs> I'll go Frostmourne. Maybe you should play Doom. I have played Doom. I do not like Doom. <laughs> okay. I mean, fair enough. It, yeah. It, it really takes a lot for me to get into a first-person, like, single-player shooter. I I can understand that 100%. Yeah. Doom is one of the very few. And that's just because it's gross. It is. You're not wrong. It is very gross. It's fucking nasty. Especially Doom Eternal, dude. Doom Eternal got fucking gross. Dude, those fucking, those, uh, what were they called? Ultra kills or whatever? Where you glory just, kills like, yeah you would fucking like rip their fucking arms off and beat them to death with it or like the big blob you just hop in its mouth oh, and like rip its fucking eyeball out yeah. incredible uh, and this game's fucking scorn. rule <laughs> <laughs> and then there was scorn I still haven't played that yeah I, I need to play scorn too I'm, I'm gonna do that tonight alright um that was whose turn was that Think that was that was Austin? mine. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Joshua. So yeah, it would be my turn. All right. So we're we're in the top three now. All right. This is going to be hard regardless. But I think if we take BFG, if we take practicality out of this, right? Mm-hmm. I think BFG goes. But if we if yeah. we're if we're talking about like 
I just feel like the Buster win? Sword is more icon status. Well, it just, for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That that was going to be my argument. Is if if we if we're looking at what would actually win, the BFG would blow these two away. You would never be able to fucking win. Exactly. Um, but if we're taking into iconic status and like design and stuff like that, I think BFG has to go. Are we in agreement there? Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. All right. Oh, so okay, so. Now it's fine to go when it's okay that it doesn't blow the other shits away. That's fine. <laughs> I love the rules. I get I lose a couple of days off my life every time we do a battle royale. <laughs> <laughs> Because this is my new Kirby. <laughs> oh, Christ. Oh, Lord. It's how casually you said it that got me the most. Oh. Jesus. I the pain in your voice. That was too good. Um, I'm not, like, I, honestly, Dylan, I... No, I just love when the rules come into play on this podcast. It's great. <laughs> let me let me let me say this real quick. I just want to say this. If it were if if I cared anything about World of Warcraft, it would have probably gone higher for me, but I just there's nothing like I have zero attachment to Frostmourne. <laughs> like if, if if it had been me, Gunblade would have been number one. You know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> yeah. But I'm trying to I'm trying to make you not feel bad. But no, it's fine. It's the rules are the rules when they want to be here. So it's fine. <laughs> we can keep going. <laughs> You're such a cunt. <laughs> uh. All right, so I guess it's got to come. It's, it comes down to the Master Sword and the Buster Sword, I guess. Oh, Master Sword wins this shit, dude. Come on. Are you are you kidding me? I, I it's think the, the Master, Master Sword. Sword wins for sure. Uh, it's, I think the I, I think you never have ever had to know what Final Fantasy is, and you know what the Buster Sword is. I feel the same thing about the Master. Sword. I do feel the same about the Master Sword it, because it looks like Zelda. Like it has the little yeah. wings. Like okay. <laughs> I know what Zelda is. It's that's the sword from Zelda. I know what Final Listen. Fantasy is. It's the sword that's five times his body weight. <laughs> the Buster Sword is just an oversized blade that you could put a couple of crystals into that do cool shit. Yeah, and that would easily the Master beat the sword Master is a sword, sword forged by a god. <laughs> okay, and I put my Knights of the Round like Table materia in the fucking Buster Sword, <laughs> and you're done. Or uh, it's not Knights of the Round Table. It's Knights of the Round. Oh, is it my yeah. pick? It is my pick. That is true. Oh no. <laughs> Fuck you, Bo. I still. So you ended up technically going getting the final pick. So here's here's the question: Who do you want to fuck over more, me or, or Austin? <laughs> Definitely. Well. Hey, I came to see you this week. <clears throat> You did. It was really nice to see you, actually. I so the Buster Sword goes week. here. You do play with me once a week. You're right. Buster Sword does go out at number two. So. Uh, you guys are fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even like Final Fantasy VII that much. <laughs> Fuck y'all. 
Oh man. Uh, all right. That was that was fun. That was fun. That was a good time. Legends of Zelda. Uh, one day. When it's co-op. Yeah. All right. So here we go. From fifteen to one, our best weapons of, of video game history go. Number fifteen, the Pokeball from Pokemon or the Pokemon series, I should say. Uh, the number fourteen, the Ace of Spades from Destiny Two. Uh, number thirteen, the Energy Sword from the Halo series. Yep. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> number 12 is the Gunblade from Final Fantasy 8 number 11 Mantis Blades from Cyberpunk 2077 number 10 Pandora from Devil May Cry 4 how the fuck did that make that far Christ it, I said it shouldn't have alright number 9 Keyblade from the Kingdom Hearts series number 8 the Mega Buster from the Mega Man series number 7 the Portal Gun from Portal number 6 the Blue Shell from the Mario Kart series number 5 Toki from Overwatch. Number four, Frostmourne from World of Warcraft. Number three, the BFG 9000 from the Doom series. Number two, the Buster Sword from Final Fantasy VII. And number one, the Master Sword from Legend of Zelda. Whoop, whoop. Uh, I really thought Dylan's first pick was going to be to cut Pandora. I'm surprised. I'm so shocked it wasn't. Oh, you brought the fucking gun holster to the gunfight. <laughs> I just, well, I... Yeah, but Josh had already cut that when you went. Yeah. That's why I was saying I really thought you were I didn't want to immediately Pandora. attack you. I feel like I've always immediately attacked your stupid choices, so I went with one of my <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> God damn. Oh, sorry. Ka- Kayla said, Kayla was listening to a clip that I played the other day where we were calling you poor Austin because you ate mayonnaise sandwiches or some shit. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> But you were yeah. you were doing poor people shit, and Kayla said, "Yeah, as I do, <laughs> as, as as we as we all I ate do." Saltine crackers for dinner last night, bro. I still do. God that. damn! All right, I still do poor. She people. said I, that I, we should stop making fun of you, and now you're just you're making me want to make fun of you. All right. <laughs> Listen, it's all in good fun. I don't give a shit. So it I, is because I genuinely I care. care about your like. This is all on the show, like outside of the show, Austin and I are talking every day and we're checking on each other's mental health, so it's pretty fucking, it's, this is all just in good fun, we promise. Yeah, 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 and I actually hate the both of you, so, I mean, it's, (laughs) right. yeah, it's 100% in. I did enjoy seeing you, though, it's been a long time. (laughs) It has been a long time, it's been a long time in that store that you don't work at. I don't work at. Publix, right? <laughs> nope, not even a retail environment that I work in. It's crazy. Yep. He, he hey, what have we place? been playing this week? Hey. Wow, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. All right, yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about what we've been playing. Um, I'll go first. God. <laughs> so the uh, absolute pain. <laughs> That's it. I'll go first. Um, so I've been playing, or I finished Ghost Song. Uh, Ghost Song, uh, I have now slotted in as my Metroidvania for the challenge. So I am now at seven out of ten games complete. And Woo-hoo! I am, or wait, no, I'm eight out Is of that ten. eight games. out of ten? Yeah, I'm eight out of ten. I only have the open world uh, RPG 
left, uh, which I'm going to, oh God, I'm going to try to fucking make my way through Horizon Forbidden West. Um, oh my. And then uh, the other one is the, I believe, action RPG, um, which I, I, I'm, or no, 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 that's not right. Because the action RPG I, I chose was Elden Ring. So, um, what do I have for the, oh, no, 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 it's the JRPG. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So, uh, the JRPG, and I'm currently playing through Final Fantasy uh, VIII because Austin and I inspired Austin to play Final Fantasy VII, which inspired you me did. to play Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, go song. Um, so, I talked about it a little bit last week, and uh, uh, go song Metroidvania. Uh, if I am remembering correctly, it was kind of like helmed by by one dude. Like, he did the majority of the work, and then he had uh some people come in and help him near the end of development um and i just really really like this game it is very much a like it's very indebted to super metroid and I, i'm pretty sure i said that last week but like this game feels like it could have been made and played on the um the snes it is very, very in that that style of um, Super Metroid, or or I guess around that time would have been Castlevania. The I don't remember the one that came right before Symphony of the Night. I, I want to say Rondo of Blood, but I, I'm not sure. Um, anyway, uh, so it's very much in that style and. It is, I, I'm pretty sure I said this last week too, it just feels so sad. It feels like a very just somber affair. And I was playing it and I think that like it touches on a lot of themes of, I, I, I would say existentialism. Um, kind of like w what is the purpose of existence and, and, and things of that nature. And I just really, really liked it, man. Like it doesn't do anything exceptionally well. Like it, it, there are, um, uh, there are better Metroidvanias out there for sure. And there are, uh, even better platformers, action platformers than it that are out right now. But it just oozes this style and like it's it's beautiful to look at it's so fucking pretty it's i don't know how you would describe it it's like it's almost like hand drawn um and it is exceptionally well written like it has these characters that you just you just really fall in love with like immediately and kind of like uh, I, how do I want to put this like it, it felt it felt like the the writing and the character specifically in this felt a lot like um, the writing and the characters in Citizen Sleeper and by the end of the game I was so attached with everyone that like 
the 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 whole kind of conceit of the game from the from like a story perspective is like you wake up and you're on this planet and you you find these people who have crash landed on the planet and your entire goal the entire time is to try to help them to find a way off so you're sitting there and you're helping them to get their ship back into into working condition so that they can get off the planet but at the same time there's a um uh what's it called like a force field that's kind of like keeping them there and um by the end of it you're you're needing to figure out kind of like how to shut the force field off and and all of that stuff and by the end when you knew that they were going like you you just knew you knew that they were going to get off the off the the uh not island but like the um whatever the hell the moon there we go um like you you knew that that was going to to happen and i just kept feeling like this sadness i didn't want to leave these people i didn't want to like i didn't want to go away you know, frankly, I, I, I felt very like attached to them. I didn't want them to go away. I wanted to go with them. And it, it ends up being a thing where you know that that can't happen. And I just, I don't know. I really, really, really fell in love with the characters that were there and just... I, I wanted to stay in the world and I wanted to, wanted to experience more of those characters. And uh, it sucks that I couldn't. But, um, yeah, I really, I really fucking like this game. I, I really, really like the game a lot. Um, definitely inside my top ten of, you know, the roughly 30 or so games that I've played this year. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, so... It looks pretty incredible, too. I'm going to be checking this game out. This game looks really fucking cool. It's on Game Pass. You just sold me on it. Is it on Game Pass? Yep. Yep. Oh, fuck yeah. So. Hell yeah. I'm going to download that shit. Did it come out this year? Yep. Came out uh, two weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Yeah. So. Cool. Yep, yep. Good stuff. It's really cool. All right, so I think uh, obviously we're going to talk about Pokemon. So, how do you guys want to do this? You want to do like the good things first, the bad things. Dylan, you the... go first. Okay. So you well, hang on. So what are, what are we talking about? I because I, I want to get a, a, a sort of structure going here. Okay, okay, okay. You want how my you synopsis of the game, or how do you want to do it? Yeah. Okay. Let's let's do our over. Over overall impressions so far. I'll go first. Um, so, Legends Arceus came out this year, right? And it was the semi-open world, and you guys were like, "Oh, do you guys think that you'll you'll play Scarlet and Violet?" Because you seem to like this, and you know whatever. I really like this a lot. Um, I am surprised by how much I like it, actually. Um, I, I was, I was kind of turned off in the first, like maybe hour or so when you're like, you're going to the school and like, you're, I, I really didn't mm-hmm. like the, 
the sort of presentation, I, I felt like the, the, the doctor, or not the doctor, but like the uh, principal, I guess, of the school felt like a very stilted yeah. character. And uh, Why are we just continuing like Josh has... What? What? He played the game. I genuinely did not know you played the game. Yeah, I left it off the, the thing intentionally. <laughs> when did you... I genuinely thought you did not even have time for this. I don't, but I'm doing it because <laughs> you guys got very upset that Pokemon didn't win, even though I was. I wasn't f- upset. Uh, well, did you? I was. Won, so I was cool. forced to play a Pokemon earlier this year, and uh-huh. I did not want to. Play I really thought one. you were joking that whole time, and I was just letting it happen. But then you started saying things that didn't add up because it added up. <laughs> he said, wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> And then Austin didn't say anything, and I'm like, am I being gaslit? Like, what? <laughs> no, yeah, no. I, I just didn't put it on because I didn't want you guys to. Uh... That's why I was trying to be like, what do we want to do first? Okay. Yeah. That oh, been helpful fine. Shit. Okay. <laughs> you just turned Dylan's world upside down. Yeah. Single-handedly. <laughs> It's fine. That was a great surprise. Like I was like, "Oh, haha, this is a funny joke," but it kept going, and I was like, "Wait, this actually <laughs> happens." Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh all right, man. Sorry. <laughs> what? Oh God. Um. Yeah. No. I. I. So I really do feel like there are like parts of this that are just very annoying to start off with, but like. Everything that I liked in Arceus, with the exception of the the Pokeball mechanic, which I um, I I mean we'll we'll talk about I I think probably yeah I everything with the exception of that that I liked in Arceus is in here, and um, I do think that there are some things that like it could be doing better, and we'll we'll obviously get to that, but like as a whole experience right now. Uh, I'm actually genuinely enjoying a Pokemon game for the first time in. Oh God! Um, wow! Uh, quite some time. So. That's a kind of incredible. Yep. I feel like I smoked way too much weed before this podcast <laughs> because this can't be happening. <laughs> I am so happy that you picked this game up, man. That's incredible. Um, yeah, I, 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 myself, and I know Austin too. We're both genuinely enjoying the games. I, that doesn't stop me from criticizing what I know is wrong with the game, but sure. it truly is probably some of the most fun I've had with the Pokemon game in years. So it's crazy that you can pick that up as someone who's not had fun at all since, I mean, Diamond and Pearl maybe. And you're kind of enjoying it again. That's incredible to me. Yeah. Um, Fucking well played for keeping that a secret too, because that is that was mind blowing. Yeah, I don't think Austin even knew that I had been playing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm really no, pissed that he just sat there quietly. Like, how did he not react? Why was I the first to say so? I really thought you both <laughs> were in on this, and I was like, what is happening? No, I wasn't, but then I thought it would be fun to try to gaslight you. Oh, it's so fun. That's it's just a reoccurring thing in my life. It's not even fun. This conversation is not even the first gaslighting conversation this week. It's amazing. It's not even the not first even gaslighting the first one on this conversation. Podcast. Yeah, exactly. 
it on this specific theme. episode. <sighs> and that's so kind of speak. So I guess flowing into mine, um, I feel like I have Stockholm syndrome with Pokemon, <laughs> um, <laughs> because yeah. Most Pokemon I know the fans things do. that are happening. Yeah, I know the things that are happening to me are bad, but I still love my captor. If that makes sense, like it, we'll start. We'll start with the bad. It's a very unpolished game. Oh, very. 100%. Like, I feel like where the the game that we got delivered was the Pokemon company walking in on Game Freak, looking at it, being like, all right, you guys are done in development here. Go ahead and deliver that. Like, that's what I feel we got in Game Freak's like, but we're only halfway there. So that's what I feel. I feel like that's happened every (laughs) game for the last six years. It's been pretty bad. So, yeah, the frame rates are bad. Like, everyone knows that. Like, I mean, it's, it's... And I just want to preface this by saying I've played handheld on an OLED Switch, and I've played docked, and then Sabrina's also played both on a normal Switch and docked. Frame rate issues across the board, performance issues across the board. So doesn't matter. Real quick, I have a question about this because <clears throat> uh, I, like you said, I think that this is just a known quantity at this point. Like we we all know that this game runs poorly, yeah. but my question is, Game Freak has been doing this on handheld systems. Now, admittedly, they're not as I guess ambitious as this, but like they've been working on Pokemon games on handheld systems for I don't know thirty like years at this years. point. <laughs> so why is this so poorly fucking optimized? I just think Game Freak's bad at three D design. I just think it's something they're not. Dude, good at. you say that, and then we got a really great game out of Let's Go. Like, I mean, that, yeah, that's I, also true. Yeah, it's, they delivered such a beautiful game on that. That's why so I get kinda, really yeah. confused. Because if I go back and play Let's Go right now, and that was how many years ago, it looks of it looks like what I would expect to, at least this Pokemon game to look like in a way. For sure. Now was um, was that the uh, was that the 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 A team or was that the B team? Because I know the the B team did the the Legend Arceus. I think Legends Arceus looks better than this. Legends B-team Arceus also did. Let's go. So again, we'll get in. I I just don't think the resources are there for them. Like, I don't think it needs to be an A team B team. Like the game looks like shit. It runs like shit. Well, see, this is the Stockholm syndrome kicking in because the more I've begun to play, the more I'm like, oh, certain parts are pretty. I don't know if that's true or if I'm gaslighting myself, truly. No, um, I, I think that you're right. I think that some of... I do think that, like, the, the Pokemon models and the character models are polished to a point where they do look pretty good regardless of where you're at. Yeah. But when you look at, like, environmental stuff, like, the yeah, trees yeah. just Trash. look like blobs. There's, like, barely any the grass rock walls. on the ground. Yeah. Like, you can almost literally see the circle of where the textures of the grass render in around you. Oh, yeah. As you move. Dude, I was counting polygons on my character model earlier today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It feels like I'm wild. playing a game that's still in alpha. Yeah. At least in oh, terms yeah. of environmental design. Um, yeah. And just like, I, but that's something that a lot of people have already harped on. Something that I feel like isn't as much spoken about yet is the fact that they have cut a lot of stuff that 
should have in if they're cutting something it should optimize the game in another way but in this way it doesn't feel like that mm -hmm. um they took the battle intros out they took them out completely like what happens now is you walk up to a trainer that you can clearly see once to battle you talk to them then the battle initiates you both throw a pokeball out there's no intro cutscene. that you know none of that the battle just starts but sometimes whether i'm in docked or handheld when i throw out my pokeball like it takes the game a second to catch up like it's not seamless at all no not at all it feels like i'm playing catch up and it's like do i keep hitting a button or do i not because i'm going to freeze the game like i don't know <clears throat> um and then like at the end of the battle when it's all said and done they you know in past titles they would kind of do their little losing animation the music would play you get your money you dip you still do all of that but it's not seamless again like you're waiting for all of these things to take place like it feels so sluggish um and it's it's just really upsetting because i feel like if you're taking all of this stuff out of the game then it, sh it there's no reason why it couldn't have been more optimized specifically when it comes to cutting content, tell me why they created this giant open world and they did the right thing by adding tons of smaller towns that you can go to. But tell me why every single house that's available in the game in past titles, we could have gone in. Now we cannot go into a single house to talk to the residents of a town. We can't go and see if there's items inside. We can't go to see what the insides fucking look like. Like there is nothing. They're just there as a placeholder, and I feel like, again, this kind of shows that the game wasn't finished. Like, they added all this, so why now, out of 20-plus years of development, did we choose to put towns or uh, houses in the game, but we can't go into them all of a sudden? Like, it feels like development was stopped so short, and this was just a game that we were given, and admittedly, it's a ton of fun to play, but seeing all of the stuff that's not in there and the poorly optimized gameplay to go along with it is super frustrating man <clears throat> and it i mean it doesn't end there either like for me the camera i love it that i can <clears throat> you know move it freely now around the world i can zoom in and out of my character but sometimes in battles i can't even fucking see my pokemon because either a yeah. it's too big or the camera positioning is weird and then by the end of the battle somehow i'm clipping under the map and i can't see shit in the first place like, all of this is so minimal, but you keep adding up to something that's so incredibly frustrating. And then it gets to the really little stuff, man. Like, if I catch a flying Pokemon and my Pokeball, like, it's supposed to drop to the ground because, you know, fucking gravity exists. Why is my Pokeball floating like it has a jetpack on? Like, it just, it's so, all these <laughs> little things and... It's performance issues. It's stuff that's taken out. The one that broke the straw that broke the camel's back was finding out that in the overworld, you can now see the shiny Pokemon in the overworld. But like all the other past titles, like what happened in Legends Arceus, it no longer makes a shiny like charm. It no longer sparkles. It's just there. You have to know that it's a shiny by looking at it. And people are walking right past them already because there's mm -hmm. no way for you to know. It's fucking astounding the things that they took out. They took out quality of life stuff like the shiny charm. They took out the ability from Pokemon Legends. There. Or not, sh I meant shiny chime, sorry. Oh, like to be okay. able to hear in the overworld. And yeah, they yeah. took out like the ability to throw a Pokeball to catch it without having to initiate a battle from Pokemon Legends Arceus. Like, some of the mechanics from Arceus are still in there, like, 
you know, being able to not necessarily have to learn a move then and there, you can just choose to do it. Um, you know, whenever, like they, they kept a lot of stuff from Arceus, but they cut out a lot of the quality of life stuff that they brought in too. And by cutting content and not delivering a, a, a better optimized game really hurts, man. Um, but overall, like that's all the bad for me. The world is absolutely colossal. It's beautiful in some parts. There are tons and tons of Pokemon. By the time I even made it to the first gym, I had caught about 40. Oh, yeah. Um, you guys were talking about that, and I was looking at my Pokedex earlier before I'd gotten to the gym, and I was at, like, 42 Pokemon caught. Yeah. It's yeah. it's ridiculous. The world is teeming with Pokemon, and that's something they get so right. Like, there are times where I can't take a step without stepping on a motherfucker. Like, and they're so small, or some of them are so huge. The world is filled to the brim with Pokemon and I love that because it feels alive and I want to explore and now I'm looking at every single one in detail making sure it's not a shiny so I get to explore in that regard that's great um, but it's it's an open world game there's a lot to do you can choose your own path you can go do gym battles you can go face Titan Pokemon take on the main antagonistic team fill the pokedex you can literally do whatever you want to the world is at your disposal and that's something that we've been waiting for for a long time they finally delivered there are certain things that they could have done better like level scaling but i mean the world's still there for you to explore and i'm having a blast with it there's a ton wrong with it i do not like that but Ooh. as a whole i'm having a blast with the game if i can look past all of that stuff it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. yeah austin so, um, I'm almost done with the game. Uh, I'm on the final boss. I, like, I made it to the final boss a couple hours ago. And without kind of... Because I, I don't, I don't want to just repeat all the same talking points Dylan just had. Because I, I pretty much agree with j just about everything you just fucking said. Um, when the game works, it fucking works. This is the most ambitious Pokemon game that I feel like we've gotten since maybe Black and White to be fucking honest, th this game re really tr uh, like tries to take Pokemon into a new direction, but it's it's held back by so many stupid fucking choices. Like, it feels like... It, I said this to Dylan before the podcast started. Like, it feels like the game's trying to play fucking Twister. Like, it feels like one step is so far ahead, and then the other foot is, like, a mile fucking behind. Um, like the whole giving you the freedom of doing whatever you want. That's awesome. You can go off the beaten path before you even, like you guys were just talking about how many Pokemon you caught before facing the first gym. My Pokedex was at fucking 45 before I even got to the school for the first time. There, like you can pretty much from the get go, go anywhere you want to that you can act that you can access. Obviously there are certain spots blocked off. Uh, the, I, there are certain routes blocked off that require you to take out some team star bases, and there are certain areas blocked off that require your uh, legendary steed uh, to have certain abilities before you can uh, access those places. But for the most part, the game really just lets you do what you want. And while that seems like a good thing, it really doesn't fucking matter. Like, you have the option of taking the gems on in any order that you want to, but what's the point when they don't level scale? That doesn't make sense to me. 
Mm-hmm. Like we had scaling back in in the fucking Sword and Shield DLC. You could start that DLC from the beginning of a playthrough, and it would scale to you based on how many badges you've you've earned in the main story. Why couldn't you do that here? That doesn't like. It really doesn't, especially considering there are characters in the game that are dynamically scaled. Your rival, your rival is dynamically scaled to the amount of badges that you have. Um, like if you, like I think the normal type gym leader is supposed to be like the fifth gym you take on. If you end up doing that for your second gym, some fucking how, uh, her team is completely different at a, at a significantly lower level. So if NPCs can do it, why why couldn't the gym leaders do it? Why couldn't the titans you have to face do it? Why couldn't the team star bosses that you have to face do it? It like that just that's such a weird design choice for me that I don't know if it's just that they didn't want to do it or I I don't know if it's maybe they just didn't have time to do it. Um yeah, that's something that I think that maybe we should bring up. I cuz I've seen that a lot on Twitter. So when Sword and Shield was what, 2018 or 2019? Uh, it was 2018. It was 2018? 20, no, 2019. Was it actually? Yeah, because it what came was out the year August was born. Let's Aww. go. Okay. So Let's go. They've, they had, now, I don't know if there was a B team, like I you know, mentioned earlier, the, the B team made like Arceus or whatever. So I don't know if the, the B team made like the Let's Go games or, or what happened. You know, I, I don't know how their structure works out. But what I do know is that there was a three-year gap between... <laughs> um, there was a three-year gap between when this game came out and when Sword and Shield came out. And I really, really do want to kind of, like, try to understand why there is such a gap in quality because it it feels like at at three years a lot of game devs have like really high-end games made like the the call of duty guys are on a three-year schedule and we don't necessarily need to talk about call of duty because their game released and it was kind of in in a shit state um with like tons of bugs and stuff but like most most game devs triple a game devs are working on a three-year cycle and it doesn't make sense to me that that working on a three-year cycle these guys managed to put out something Mm. that was buggy as all hell and you know i don't know did did they need more time do they need more resources like i don't know i don't know what the answer is but like something is definitely not getting through on their end Right. I think one of the biggest issues with Game Freak is is the way they tend to organize shit. Because we know for, like, take Sun and Moon, for example. Sun and Moon, the base version of Sun and Moon, felt like a very rushed game. I mean, it, it didn't perform as bad as this, which is crazy. Uh, but it, it story and the amount of content that was available, it felt very rushed and just not finished. But now in 2022, we know that's because they knew they were on such a tight schedule developing Sun and Moon that they split the team in half and the second half of the team immediately started working on Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon before Sun and Moon even released. So is that the same situation? Like, did they immediately know that 
the timeline just wasn't going to work right for Scarlet and Violet, and there's a second team working on patches and DLC, or maybe even a fucking another enhanced game or some kind of sequel. You know what I'm like that, but that again, that just to me that just that 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 goes back to just sounding like a stupid fucking design choice. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Know? you. Um, but I the the game doesn't perform well. We've all said that. Everyone on the internet has said that. I I don't think anyone needs to be told that at this point um but there are areas where it performs great like the raid dens the raid dens are flawless i never have frame rate dips i never have any type of lags bugs glitches or issues like the raids feel like what the rest of the game should feel like and i hate that because like it it just that doesn't it doesn't make sense to me uh, granted, I know nothing about video game de- design. Absolutely nothing. So, maybe it wouldn't anyway, but I, I don't know, man. It just... I feel like Pokemon needs a rest, and I feel like it needs a really long rest. I feel like... I, like, I hope we don't get a Pokemon game next year. I hope we don't get one the year after or the year after that. Yeah. I really want them to sit down and take time to get these games right. Like give Pokemon like there's there I played it all week last week in anticipation to this. There's absolutely no fucking reason why Pokemon XD should run better than this. Like there's not. But some somehow it still fucking does. Um I will say that aside from gameplay, the story in this game, or I guess stories, because it is kind of split. You have your Path to Legends. Um, you have your uh, uh, Operation Starfall, I guess is what it's called, where you take down the five Team Star bases throughout the region. Um, and then you have the Champion Circle, which is your typical gather the eight gyms, take on the Elite Four. But all of the characters you meet, like... These these are the most captivating characters that I feel like Pokemon has had in a long time. I will one hundred percent agree with long that. Long fucking time. Like Arvin alone got me. His story is incredible. Man, I, like just, I was sobbing. Yes, just real quick on him because I haven't made it far in his series. But this is the kid that you meet, and he's kind of a jerk in the very beginning. And he, he's the one that forces uh, Coridon on you, or uh, Maridon, whichever one you chose, the legendary Pokemon that becomes your Rhydon Pokemon. He's the one that kind of forces it on you, and he's a dick about it. Yeah, he's like, like here, take this fucking yeah. thing. Get it away from yeah, me. Yeah, like, I don't want it. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, he just, first off, gave you a legendary. Second, like, he was a he was an asshole about it. But then later on, like, you start to figure out why. And I have never done a like a, a screeching halt on my beliefs on a character so fast. I was like, wait a minute. Absolutely. I was flabbergasted and I felt ashamed in myself. Like Pokemon is still teaching me lessons to this day. <laughs> and Arvin was a character that uh, kind of helped me see that. So truly unbelievable work on their character and story design so far in this game. I am very mm-hmm. impressed with that. 
and then along with him, there's Nomura, who is the main, yep. who is your main rival through your gym challenge. And she kind of starts out, uh, she's still pretty happy-go-lucky, but she's not, like, she's not super interested in you. And then as you're gaining more badges, you're noticing, like, her excitement to be with you and be around you and battle you. Like, it's growing and growing and growing. Because she, by the time you start the game, she is miles ahead of you. She's already completed her, her eight gym badges. She's already faced the Elite Force. Like, she is a champion rank trainer. Um, and so she kind of willingly dumbs herself down to kind of help you along. But as you're getting stronger and as she's seeing that she's becoming excited, she's like, holy shit, like there's somebody here that I finally feel like might actually be a challenge for me. And I'm, I'm excited to pulverize her by the end of it. Oh, wait, hold <laughs> oh, up. Yeah. this is a Pokemon game. Don't say hold that. <laughs> hold up. The FBI said, wait a minute. Um, no, it doesn't. Um, but yeah, dude, the characters in this ha have been wonderful, and and even the personality given to your box legendary, dude. Like I I love Karido. Yep. He's just a big fucking baby. I love him. I love like every time I get a chance to feed him, I'm just it's, it makes me so happy. He has so much personality, and I really didn't think I was gonna be attached to him. But holy yeah. shit, like I'm glad he's along for the journey. Mm hmm. And it, and it's so cool that you just have this legendary giant prehistoric yep. lizard or futuristic <laughs> lizard just Josh, tagging along did you go scarlet or violet uh violet okay oh, okay so you got the cool dual runner motorcycle lizard yeah it's yeah. a little fucking motorcycle <laughs> who is your starter josh uh i chose the little kitty okay sprigatito yeah yeah, the other so two. So that I means between the... the three of us. Oh, sorry. We chose each individual we all one. Chose different. That's pretty cool. Uh, that's interesting. I why... I don't mean this to sound dickish, but it's going to come across. But why did you guys choose the other ones? I looked at the evolved forms for all of them, and I was like, none of these look cool to me except for why the kitty I cat Quaxley? one. Because his hair looks like Josuke and his final form is pretty ridiculous. Like, it looks as ridiculous as all the stands from part four. That's exactly what... Like, I okay. called him... His nickname is Jojo. Yeah, all right, so I can see So, for that. me, I, I've talked about... I might have spoken to this about... Um, to Justin, actually, in our little interview episode. But I don't really care for bipedal Pokemon. Um, I feel like there it's like an easy cop-out. And I think you should actually go further with your design choices. One Quaxley's Ooh, final Evo to me is just Water Blaziken, and then you made <laughs> a little Sprigatito evolve into a two-legged fucking witch cat. So, I Sprigatito went... should have absolutely been a saber-toothed tiger, and you cannot change yeah, my mind on that. Like they should have gone some like a, some kind of jungle cat or something. But uh, I went with Huecoco just because first off, it's a ghost type in the final Evo. Thanks Austin for telling me that because I'm a ghost type trainer. And then second, like, I, I actually like that it kind of felt a little more old school. Yeah, he kind of did. The, yeah. the, the first evolution, like, the, the very bottom, whatever, of all three of these reminded me a lot of, like, old school Pokemon design. Yeah, for sure. That's how I feel about a lot of the new Pokemon yep. introduced. Like, they're so, like, obviously they're unique and new, but they're also not, like, overly complicated. Well, I mean, Quaxley's evolution might be a different story. But sure. I, he might be the only one. 
But, like, none of them feel like they're too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, none yeah. of them feel like they tried too hard. Yeah. Like, they feel like they should have been introduced in, like, Gen 2 or 3. Yeah, yeah. I, I 100% agree with that. I, I'm and thinking I'm closer to, like, 3, but yes. like For sure. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. I'm, I'm glad we're not... Well, I don't know. There are robot Pokemon in this game, so maybe we are overdoing it a little, but... What's your deal with hating on the fucking... The other night you're like, yeah, I'm fucking Magnemite. No, because people like to shit on Gen 5's Pokemon forgetting that Gen 1 also has lazy designs. No, it's not that they're lazy. It's that they're, no, they're ugly not. as fuck, man. The, they're it's, all lazy. It's a fucking bag of trash. Now, now the, the fucking v- vanilla or whatever the fuck, the, the ice cream yeah. cone, that is Vanilla-ish. lazy as shit. That's fucking lazy. Yeah, that's stupid. But the trubbish, get the fuck out of here, man. You can't defend that. Yeah, what did I say? I said, uh, uh, oh, thank God we have a literal pile of sludge and a sentient floating fucking magnet. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, and I still stand by that. Like, and that's, (laughs) I don't, that's a whole other thing, dude. There's no fucking reason why every Pokemon should not be available in this game. There's just not. If the 3DS could do it, your Switch can too. My most hated Pokemon design came from Sword and Shield, and it was the fucking Ice Cube Pokemon Ice Cube. Really? Mine I... came from this game. Came from this gen? Yep. Don't sure tell me it's did. Scovillain. Nope. I love that Pokemon. Yeah, I do too. What is, what's it's yours? A, uh, Orthworm. I fucking hate that. I despise <laughs> that. What in the hell is that? I despise... Oh! I haven't even found it yet. What's You'll it called? There. Orthworm. Worm, O-R-T-H. I'm looking it up now. We're about to get a live fucking reaction because it sounds stupid. It's stupid. It's so stupid. Orthworm, you're not kidding. Yep. Uh, I hate it. I uh, I hate it. Defend it, Dylan. It looks phallic. Defend it. (laughs) It looks phallic. phallic. (laughs) It does. It looks like his head looks like a tip of dick. (laughs) Uh, uh, Wiglet. I also fucking despise Wiglet. Wiglet is just a gigantic fucking goddamn just wiener in the in the dirt. Yeah, it's it's gross, dude. And then it's evolution. It, Wug trio. It's what happens when just we get out of the bad. pool? <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't like God. Talk about lazy fucking designs. Goddamn Wiglet. Jesus fucking Christ. When they announced that Pokemon, I know that they were like, oh, people are going to love this. No. Nah, bitch, we ain't loving shit. Fuck that. Yeah. Um, so, I I am, I have not had uh, nearly as much time to play as, as you two have. Um, uh, so, my question now is like i do think that something austin brought up is is pretty pertinent in regards to i think kind of like open world design i think you touched on this too dylan but like so given that you can go anywhere and you can do anything at any time it still does push you like it it's saying here you have the freedom to do whatever you want but it's still pushing you down specific sort of pathing. And mm-hmm. I, I want to, I guess, ask, 
like, is our ideal version of an open-world Pokemon game one with level scaling? Because the the one that... My one complaint about level, level scaling is that if you get to a point where you are going back to a region that you've already been in and you're, say, like... Let, let's say that you've gotten kind of like all around the world, you're level 80, right? Or, you mm-hmm. know, 100, whatever. You're, you're in that range. And you come back to kind of like the first little area for whatever reason. You're going to be fighting level 100, like, mm-hmm. evolved versions of the Pokemon that you have already fought. And that doesn't, like, for sure. for, from a, like, world design, or, or at least... From a design perspective, I don't think that that makes sense. So, no, not at all. I, I don't know how we would make that, how we would get the happy medium where we are kind of able to go out and do what we want when we want, but also like have that make sense in a world with. Well, and by level scaling, I don't really mean the entire world. I just mean the just within the uh, like the, the, the bosses themselves. and stuff. Yeah, okay. that's the only thing that I think should be scaled. Okay. Because like, because I agree with you, it doesn't make sense if you go back to the route outside of your fucking hometown and there's a fucking level 100 Butterfree just flopping around. <laughs> Not that Butterfree's here, but you know. Yeah. It, like, that doesn't make sense. But, I don't know, I, like... I still feel uh, like they they could at least have done the gym leaders, even if they weren't going to do the other two routes, which wouldn't have made sense to do one and not the other two. They could have at least done the gym leaders. Um, I feel like it wouldn't have been that hard to have specific setups for each gym leader, depending on how many badges you have currently collected when challenging them. But again, I'm not a video game developer, so what the fuck do I know? Yeah, I think it would definitely be challenging to do what our ideal level scaling would look like because you're right. If Mm -hmm. I walked out of Pallet Town and then I came back when all my Pokemon are level 80 and I stepped into the grass patch and now there's a level 80 Caterpie, I might shit myself. Yeah, right? (laughs) And and even then, it's like, why is there a Caterpie that's level 100? Wouldn't it have evolved at this point? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's definitely issues with it. I think I do like that some parts of the game have like it's free to explore, but at your own risk. Like I found a place that was like that today and I was like, okay, these are well above my level. They look cool, but it's time for me to come back later because I wasn't ready to get my ass handed to me in that particular moment, but I could still run around. I had some pokey dolls on me. So if I got engaged in a battle, I could get away easily um, I was still gathering items and stuff like that, I so I like that the ability that. for that is there, but I also like the ability to get the hell out of there, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have to stay there and battle Pokemon 20 levels above me. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. I, I got into a s- sort of similar position because they... So, the one th- there are a couple of things about this that I do like in terms of the way that they have designed the map is... I do think that they've kind of laid it out in a way where it kind of naturally progresses or like pushes you in the in the direction that it wants you to go. So like for instance, if you go uh like when they tell you that you can leave the school. If you go out in the map, she says, "Oh, you can leave to the 
to the east, and that that would be the best route to go to your um, uh, the Pokemon uh, champion, wh- whatever the fuck it was. I, I can't remember how she phrased it, but uh, the point being that like if you go out that way, that's probably how you should start your quest to become the next gym leader or whatever. And then the mm-hmm. other guy, he's kind of telling you, hey, if you actually go to the east, it's, it's you know, that's the best way to start the uh, path of legends or whatever. Um, when I went out to the west to start the sort of, like, training for uh, Victory Road or whatever, I looked on the map, and it kind of naturally leads you down a lo- road of progression to each pokemon gym leader in a way that kind of takes you all the way around the map so it's it's cool that it like does that but like also when i when i did that i started going directly towards the water pokemon gym leader because i was like oh i have a grass type by the time that I get there, I will have leveled up enough and it'll be fine. But I started getting into that area and the Pokemon that I were fighting were like starting to get up into like the 18, 19, 20 range. And I was still like a level 14 and I was like, oh, so <laughs> danger. <laughs> so I, I guarantee you if I get over to this guy and he's like a gym leader, he's probably going to have like level like. 21 22 probably even maybe like close to the 30s i don't need to be doing this and it it kind of deterred me from from the way that like i was headed because i was sure that i could just go in and fuck this guy up because i had a grass type and that's not really how it was going to work um so i i like that in in that it does it does feel like Austin was saying, it does feel like it's guided, but I also feel like it's kind of like, it tells you what you want to do. And then it's like, okay, if you go to the East, then you will start your sort of journey to the elite four or whatever you want to call it. And, but it like, it still lets you do what you kind of want to do if you want to do that, but it leads you in a natural progression around the map, whatever. But, the, the reason that I brought this up is because I did find it ultra annoying when I so I started to do that. And then I was looking on the map and I was like, okay, why are none of these... I, like, why is there no, like, uh, legend on the map to show me what these icons mean? I was really yep. turned off by that. Mm-hmm. You figured them out eventually. Uh, yes, yeah, sort of. There's still some that, like, I, I kind of like, don't quite know what they mean. Yeah. But like, I've kind of figured out, like, oh, okay, the red ones are like the the Pokemon or the Poke Centers. Okay, this is like the gym leaders. Okay, this is the the whatever. Yeah, the and Titans. then like the specific types that are like floating around the map or the different raids you can do too. The like you'll see different icons of like dragon, poison, fire, water. Uh, yes, Those yeah. are different raids you can do. Yeah. yeah. So, but you're right. There's no legend. You have to figure all that shit out. Yeah. Which I mean, it's not that bad. Like we play, we praised Elden Ring earlier in the year for not being handholdy. So like, I'm sure. not, I'm not gonna 
dock points for this being or for not being handholdy, right. but it, it is something that like I would have expected this being, you know, a children's game that it, they mm. would have had something like that. You know what I mean? A lot of the information in this game that isn't direct that you feel like isn't directly told to you uh, is kind of actually directly told to you if you do the school classes. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, I only yeah. did like the first the first set of school classes to get through, and then it was like, okay, I want to go fucking explore the world now. Yeah. yeah, literally. I only did all the battle classes because hot teacher. Hot teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that one of the cooler things that they did was incentivize you to complete the Pokedex because for each entry that you gain into the Pokedex, you are kind of completing this. It's almost like a battle pass and you yeah. can level it up. Of course, it's it's not a battle pass. You don't pay for it, but you're like every 10 or so that you complete gives you a reward, whether it be something mm -hmm. you can sell, something you can level your Pokemon with, or it's like an evolutionary stone, which have always been a pain in the ass to find. Um, or different sets of balls that you can use. It's really fucking cool that they do that. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know about that until Dylan told me before we were recording. Yeah. I played, I'm at the end of the game, and I did not know that was a feature. So is that um, is that something that you have to do, or does it happen automatically, like where where you get the kind of rewards for... for you no, have, you need uh, to you go to into it. it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So essentially, if you haven't done it, you would open up your Pokedex, and then on the main screen, you should be able to press the X button, and it should be like a little icon on your screen that shows like a little trophy, and that opens up the Battle Pass, and you can um, redeem all your rewards there up until however many entries you have. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, for all the negative things we've said about this game having you know, certain bad features or missing features. This game also does bring a lot of really cool features. Like the auto yeah. battle thing is, is so fucking helpful. Oh yeah. That is so goddamn Oh useful. yeah. That's almost just like, I know people used to bitch about the XP share. I always kind of liked it, but like, it's mm -hmm. just as useful as XP share to me. Like, Oh, absolutely. Just sending little motherfuckers out there. They can just battle. They can gain their experience and I don't have to do shit. Do their thing. Like, bruh. Mm -hmm. And then the, um, there was a new, uh, 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 well, I mean, I guess the auto battle was new too. Uh, there was a new, uh, kind of shopping location introduced in this game too. Um, the kind of port town where you do your gym test for the water gym leader. Uh, once you complete that gym test, uh, you then gain action, uh, access to the auction house. And it is essentially just an auction house that will auction off all of like the hard to find items in the game and like what's so cool about it is the co the game's code when you go to the auction house to initiate an auction the code will actually search po the pokemon in your current party and say you need a poke say you have a growlith and you need a firestone it will then put the firestone in that pool of things that can be bought at the auction house and that's that's a cool that's an awesome fucking feature because now it's like like in previous pokemon games where you're like oh fuck i caught this pokemon you know in the early parts of the game but it needs an ice stone the ice stones are only accessible in the last couple of hours of the game like you don't have to suffer through that now you have options nice yeah it's a game that i've criticized a lot and rightfully so i know i said a lot of yeah i think it's rightfully so 
It's yeah. because I love this franchise so much, and I expect more. I know they can do more. It's the highest grossing, you know, media franchise out there. They, they can do better than what we're getting, and if that means that they need bigger design windows, and I think they should take it because I think it's incredible what we have been delivered thus far because everything we've said, it's a really addictingly fun game. Now imagine what it could be if it was a completely polished formula that we got delivered instead of the half-baked treatment. Yep, yep. I Somebody said this earlier on Twitter, I think, and I uh, 100% agreed with it. And it was like something to the effect of like, this is the most fun that the the core gameplay loop in Pokemon has been in ages. Yeah, what I would say since Heart Gold and Soul Silver, this is the most fun I've had. Yeah, I am fully yeah. in agreement there. Like, I think, uh, I, th- I think we were talking about this maybe last night ab- about like our favorite Pokemon generations or s- something like that, and like. I kind of came back into Pokemon around the time of Black and White, but the last one that I remember 100% enjoying, like, a thousand percent was Heart, Gold, and Soul Silver. Like, that's mm. the one that, like... And part of it was obviously nostalgia for, like, loving Gold and Silver and Crystal, but, like, those games are impeccably designed. They added so many quality of life improvements and like they were already based on, like I said, gold, silver, and crystal, which are still my favorite generation of Pokemon. Rightfully so. Yeah. <laughs> so. 100%. I'm glad you're playing it, man. That was a nice surprise. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying it. I don't give a fuck that you're playing it. I'm just glad well, you're t- enjoying I- it. Yeah. I kind of enjoyed Legends Arceus. I it Yeah, he did. Legends Arceus yeah, has true. its fucking problems for sure. Just like this but it one also does. does a lot of things right. Yeah, exactly. And th- this is in the same in the exact same realm for me. Like this has a lot of problems, but it's getting a lot of stuff right. A lot of the stuff that I've had with with like a lot of the problems I've had with Pokémon for years at this point, it's getting those things right, which is incredible to me i never thought i genuinely never thought that i would come on this podcast ever and be like yep i'm enjoying a fucking pokemon game i know i never expected i either i'm fucking ecstatic right now so gg pokemon gg yeah thank you for not shitting the bed even you know though you You kind of know you shit the bed They shit the bed, but they did a good job of cleaning it up before it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it still kind of smells, right? Yeah, but it's like the smell just kind of lingers. <laughs> what the fuck? Have you guys ever shit the bed? No. Let's keep moving. Oh, nope. boy. <laughs> Pick of the week. Let's get this one doesn't like poop our... Oh, God. Let's get to our picks of the week. Um... My pick of the week is if I can find the YouTube video. I found it the other day. Um, it was it was basically just the entire soundtrack to um, Go Song. Go Song has a really really great fucking soundtrack. I haven't been able to find it on like Spotify or anything like that. But like it's a lot of like um, how, how do I want to put it? It's a it's a lot of like sad guitars 
just very somber, um, almost bluesy rock mixed with like um, atmospheric sort of like, I guess like video game music. It reminded me a lot of actually, this might be a touchstone for only a handful of people, but the the guitar sounds and stuff in it it reminded me a lot of the soundtrack to uh gone home which is a game that i fucking love um i just really i i really enjoyed it and it's uh they've got the whole soundtrack up on youtube um i haven't been able to find it on like spotify or apple music or anything like that but uh go check it out it's very very good go check out ghost song it's very very good hell yeah i will definitely be checking that out um, my pick of the week is Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works Original Soundtrack. Um, so Josh asked me earlier when I was talking about Fate Zero, like despite all the shit I've been watching, what made me want to pick up a long series like this? And yeah, I gave a stupid answer about the figures. That is totally a real justifiable reason for me to start watching something. Um, but another big factor was also the soundtrack, dude. Um... I don't know what it is about Ufotable and their soundtracks, but they're fucking incredible. Uh, this is some of the best uh, music I've heard in anime in a really, really long fucking time. Um, with uh, Unlimited Blade Works specifically having a lot of tracks from a Japanese artist called Aimer. Um, she or they, I don't know. I don't know if it's a band or if it's one person. Um, but they did a lot of the, uh, soundtrack work for, uh, Gundam Unicorn, which I think Gundam Unicorn has absolutely the best soundtrack of any fucking Gundam series. And they, they made this one just as good. Hell yeah. Cool. All right. Are you going, are you going to make it three for three with music, Dylan? I am. I Hell am. Hell yeah. It's not, it's, it's not, it's not music. Oh, so by three for three, and I, me saying I am, I mean my beginning topic, my middle topic, and my ending topic. It's all Pokemon. <sighs> so that's what I mean by three for three. You like that? No. <laughs> I know. So my pick is what I talked about earlier. It's Pokemon Twilight Wings. It's a YouTube series um, that they have on the Pokemon channel. It's about six minutes, six to seven minutes per episode. Um, and it's eight episodes in total, and it's just nice little short stories in the Gala region, and they're all f- pretty wonderful, heartwarming, and it's animated exceptionally well. I love them. Check them out. Was Twilight Wings, was that the one where, like, the last episode was, like, the the sick hospital kid? Was that Twilight Wings? Twilight Wings was the one where the very last episode is Leon preparing the Star Tournament. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So what the fuck am I thinking of? There might be a sick hospital kid at some point in this. I think it was, that's actually the first episode, Twilight Wings. It has to do with a letter or something. That's the very, that's it, that's the very first one. Was that the one that, like, has him going to one of Leon's matches? No, the very last episode is the one of him going to Leon's match. That was so, Right. he might be there, but. I don't know. The second to last episode is what I'm thinking of. Okay, right. He he gets to go, but it like just listen to what he just said. Like a sick hospital kid getting to see a dream match. Like it's it's not your traditional Pokemon. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, and the animation is fucking top. Yep, it's 
beautiful. Beautiful. Cool. Um, which, which one is the one that's on the Pokemon channel that's like a straight like recreation of the story of Red and Blue? Generations, dude, Generations. and it's so fucking good. Okay. I've heard nothing but great things about that. I, I need to check it's it out. It's so good, man. Yeah, every episode of Generations is fucking... I, one of them specifically is about uh, you swing uh tracking Suicune and like yep. kind of diving into the backstory between that and I fucking love that episode. Yeah, j- the, the shit that they do outside of the, the of the traditional anime is always so good like Generations and Twilight Wings. Mhm. Cool. Hell yeah. And Evolutions. I'll uh I'll consider I that maybe yep. sometime. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Uh I don't know. Maybe you guys have brought me back to Pokemon with this. Woo! Let's do it, baby. Woo! Next is Justin. Let's go, Justin. Uh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Justin's too rich to play Pokemon. That's true. Justin is the type of motherfucker to buy out the Pokemon company just to shut it down so I couldn't play it again. <laughs> Justin won't touch a Pokemon game until he can get his hands on a gold-plated Switch. Uh, <laughs> Lord. You guys are fucking Rich ridiculous. Ass. It's because we're all poor. All right. Um, cool. Well, as always, you can find us on social media for all things Culture Bob, Honey, Pixels, and the Culture Bob family content. Culture Bob is available on Instagram at Culture underscore Bob, on YouTube at uh, YouTube.com slash C slash Culture Bob. Uh, I am available on Twitter for, you know, who knows how much longer. Looks like Twitter yep, that's going down the fucking drain. Yep. Uh, but you can find me over there. Uh, I am tweeting. I tweet a lot more regularly than I used to. Uh, but you can find me at Dude. the underscore B or no at the bbotman182. I'm on Instagram at bbotman182. I'm on Twitch at the underscore bbotman. Dylan is available on Twitter omdizzytv, on Instagram at omdizzy, on Twitch at omdizzy, and on YouTube at omdizzy. And then we've got good old Big Papa plays Austin. He's on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok, all at Big Papa Plays. Finally, if you are looking to pizzle this pod kizzle or any of the endeavors oh, that we're no. undertaking, <laughs> I can't believe I just fucking did that. Uh, uh, why? Why did I do that? All right. If you're looking to the support the podcast or any of the endeavors that we're undertaking as Culture Bob, then go to patreon.com slash Culture Bob. And consider tossing us a pledge. Uh, as we said earlier, this is the patron decided topic of the month. We do these monthly. Uh, next month, we will not be doing one, actually. I've already let the patrons know. Uh, but we won't be doing one because there will be other stuff going on uh, for the patrons to get involved with. Game of the year. Game of the year. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we've got some cool parks going on. And once we start hitting our goals, more content will be on its way. Um, so... I want to take the time to do a special shout out to our patrons for making this podcast possible. Um, Justin Magnemite Ruiz, Tani Feraligator Sulman, Jeffrey Azuril, Azuril, I'm not sure how to Azuril. say it. Anyway, Ciarto, uh, Blake Empoleon Graham, uh, Gilbert B Sharp Kitchens. God, these are not real names, are they? It's okay, keep going. Keep going. Sean Klefke O'Keefe Jr., Bryn Lichenrock, Woodham, 
Dylan, Draga, Paltz, Martin, and Austin Quaxley Stevens. Uh, God, that I'm was change my middle name to Quaxley. You should. It's actually it, it worked out because there's nine patrons and there's nine gins, so I got to do one from each gin. Boom! Did you? Oh wow! Look at that. Hmm. That's cool. Look at that. Just throw our number of patrons out there on the recording. Well, they can also listen to how many he just named off, too. So Yeah, but who listens to people and count? <laughs> he, he's not wrong. Yeah. He's not wrong. They didn't know. They could, <laughs> they could have just thought that, oh, maybe they just paid to be shouted out. No. You know? No, I refuse to give more money. <laughs> Make the list longer, goddammit. Uh Boy, all right. Well, uh, let's get out of here. Um, that was a great episode. Uh, I'm surprised that it was a great episode considering how much fucking Pokemon talk there was. But hey, I'm here to do the Lord's work or something. Arceus. Something. Ar- I'm here to t- <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, all right. So until next time, goodbye.